everyone ready? Because it's time for high school football on Classic Hits 96.7 WBVI and online, and online. at WBVI.com. Online now. High school football is brought to you by Frickers, Warner Automotive, Blanchard Valley Health System, by Rotor Rooter, Bigby Coffee, Iron Workers Local 55, by Harold Floriana Funeral Hall, Northwestern Water and Sewer District, Wilson Tire, by Grit, MJ Brown Construction Company, Premier Bank, by Morgan Advanced Materials, Financial Design Insurance Agency, Snyder's Flooring Outlet, by Ohio Automotive Supply, Seneca Millwork, and by the Ropey Corporation. Showtime. One, two, three. Hang on, it's time to go to the booth for all the action. Right here on Classic Hits 96.7 WBVI and online at WBVI.com. Welcome on out to Cross Cow Now Stadium here in Tiffin, your site for a special doubleheader edition high school football tonight we have the SBC Lake matchup between the Clyde Flyers and the Tiffin Columbian Tornadoes. Clyde four and two overall. The last loss last week to Perkins. Columbian five and one overall. They hung on last week and beat Sandusky on the road. This is SBC football on Classic Hits 96.7 WBBI online for WBBI.com. Lance Morse alongside Pete Seymour for today's matchup between Clyde and Columbian one of a doubleheader here in Tiffin. Around 8 o'clock, we'll have another SBC matchup. We'll shift over to the River Calvert, celebrates their homecoming, and they take on Margareta. Pete, always seems to be a close game when these two teams match up here in this rivalry matchup between these two clubs. What are you looking forward to seeing here tonight? Well, Lance, first of all, it's a pleasure to be out here. Thanks for having me back. I know I filled in once already this year, but thank you again. Beautiful evening. Oh, my gosh. And honestly, a little odd that we're starting early here at 430, but looking forward to both games here tonight. But I'm looking at two contrasting styles today. With Rogo on one side, I think they're going to look to air the ball out. Tornadoes will spread the ball out, set up the pass with the run, but I think they're going to be able to spread the Clyde Flyers out tonight. Now, Clyde, I think their secondary is going to have to step up big tonight, but they have a few ball hawks back there. You look, they have some interceptions on the air, and I really think if they can start to slow down the passing game of these Tornadoes, and if they can get some of the offense going on the ground because they have a three-headed monster in the backfield they get the ball to a lot of people that they can keep this close and maybe pull out a victory to the end but I think they're gonna have to control the clock to do that well it's interesting just because you mention it with the Colombian side Braden Rogo their senior quarterback University of Akron commit just throws the ball all around the field already almost 1500 yards passing granted we are six games into the season but nonetheless those numbers are certainly eye-popping his twin brother Bryce out there his top target 32 catches on the air and that's not even talking about the other receivers, along with Damian Brockington, which they have in the backfield. I mean, already almost at 1,000 yards and probably could be more have if the passing game wasn't as electric as it was. So when you have a TC team that's able to balance the way this team can, makes them very tough to beat when both things are working. And the Tornadoes through the air, they're efficient. He's completing them at a 67% clip, Lance, and that makes up for the yardage that he has. And some of those incompletions, they're not bad incompletions because he doesn't have a lot of interceptions on the year. So when he's missing, he's missing near his guys. And I think Rogo is a special talent here. And he took his talents, as you said, to Akron uh, later on in his career. But today he could be in, in tune for a big one. And you say, you say with the Clyde side, a lot of guys that they like to have carry the ball, Chansey Miracle, their lead back, 62 carries on the air, just over 350 yards. But Clark and Norman not too far behind him, just over 300 yards. So both of those guys are going to be their primary ball carriers out of the backfield. But they're going to have another quarterback in there with, with uh, Brendan Wilson going down with an injury. 
few weeks ago, Drake Gunn stepping in as a senior to the position. But, I mean, it's going to be still a learning curve because not only that, Clyde had a whole offensive essentially overhaul. Both offense and defense were fine-tuned for Coach Ryan Carter this season. So even that part makes that a little different dy dynamic there as well. Well, Gunn's done a nice job filling in for the injured Wilson, completing him at a 49% clip, 28 of 57 on the year for 206 yards. But like you said, it's going to be the running game that really kick-starts his performance today. They have two to three different backs. They look to get on the ground. And you mentioned Miracle, 62 for 358 on the year, two, four touchdowns. He's coughed it up twice, averaging about 60 yards a game. And then their short yardage back, Clark Norman, 42 for 318, seven touchdowns, haven't, hasn't given the ball up, and is averaging about seven and a half yards a carry. So when you have that kind of combination, and when you have that with a backup quarterback coming in, it'll allow him to settle down a lot in the pocket. So look for them to set up the run to get the pass game going, but ultimately Clyde's going to have to lean on their run today to get that offense going. And you've seen it throughout some of these games as we're just about set for the Herod Florian funeral home kick. It's on the Clyde side. I mean, they're going to have to try to get that going because, you know, Colombian has shown that defense isn't always getting all the stops they need. They've gotten them when they've needed to in most of their matchups, but, I mean, you look at some of the matchups, 50-49 against Chardon, hang on for a seven-point win last yeah. week. Some of these times, I mean, they are winning because of how good the offense is, but defense, basically, the bend-don't-break philosophy seems to be kind of what they go by. And on the other side, with the Clyde defense, Lance, I look at their stats, and a lot of their secondary safeties, linebackers, are leading this team in tackles, which means teams are getting downhill on them, which isn't great because if teams can move the, the stick early on those first and second downs, it's going to wear that defense out. And we saw it a few weeks ago when I had that Calvert-Lakota game. That Lakota defensive line was spent by the second half because of that downhill running. Harold Florian, if you're on kick, will be booted away. A little bit of a short onside type kick. It will be grabbed and then walking out of bounds with it. Will Columbia, they do have a player down there on the sideline for Clyde who was able to get off of the field but is down in some pain not something you like to see here just a few moments into this one but that's going to be something teams are going to have to deal with is you know it's already a hot enough day my watch says 74 outside the sun's going to be out the entire time whereas typically in the second half the sun is down it gets at least a little cooler not going to be the case today absolutely it is a warm one and it's like you said Lance the temperature is not supposed to drop a ton but what do you think about Clyde winning the toss and deferring Probably smart. I agree. Probably smart. Especially to try and give the defense a chance to get things going because I think they're going to need the defense to be big for the offense to really have a chance in this one. Well, Xander Burrows, 39 tackles on the year. He's forced three interceptions, an absolute ball hawk back there, as well as Cedric Messer with 26 and a half tackles. Does have half a sack to his name, but like you said, they're going to have to stand up big time against a potent offense today. This looks like we're still going to have an injury timeout with the player down on the Clyde side he is out of play but still are checking him for injury and he's still close enough to the field of play that we have an injury timeout so we can continue just kind of breaking this one down Colombian taking on Clyde double header action here tonight at Frost Cowdenow Stadium in Tiffin and should be a great night for football awesome to see these two communities coming together figuring out a solution when there wasn't really a great answer when they had both teams scheduled to play on the same field typically when that has been the case calvert doesn't love it but they'll go to saturdays well it's homecoming they're celebrating 100 years as a school they wanted you know the matinee they wanted to be the feature and 
because of that, Colombian was able to, you know, figure out what they needed to for, for an earlier start today. And the good thing to see from that, Lance, is the fact that both of these sides of stands are still packed and it's oh, 430. Yeah. Absolutely. Love that. Still some people filling in on both of these sides, but lots of people here at Frost Cow now Stadium. It'll be first and 10 for Columbian from their own 25. They'll look to throw. That's going to be completed down the field. Jack Corper brings that one in for about a 13-yard game. TC striking early with a first down catch. Uh, nice play. Just a quick read. That was his first read. Able to find his man on target for the first down. Easy slant play. Get your quarterback warmed up. That's the way to do it. First and 10 for Columbian. Ball now at their own 38-yard line. Just a few moments into this one after the early kickoff. They hand it off. Brockington right up the middle and cutting it to the outside. And he is off to the races. Good luck catching Damian Brockington. 62-yard score. TC strikes just 30 seconds into the game. Oh, what a run by Brockington. Lance, as soon as he broke into that second level, he put his right foot into the ground, saw the sideline open, and took off. Beating that man one and one down the field is a tough task. And, man, what a scamper to start this one off. He absolutely shook. I didn't get a number on it, but it was a linebacker. Put one foot, juked left, and then went right and had clearance to the end zone for the score. And I've seen the, the Wingate formation. I can't say I've seen that formation where you have each player go to different sides with just the snapper in the middle. That's a different one, but the kick is nonetheless going to be up and will be good out of the foot of Liam Kerr. So Colombian striking first, a 7 nothing lead, just 30 seconds into this one. We'll keep it right here on Classic. It's 96.7 WBBI online through WBBI.com. First half today brought to you by Morgan Advanced Materials, making some pretty cool stuff and hiring now. Go to MorganAdvancedMaterials.com. To learn more and apply, and Damien Brackington is uh, already, granted we're only 30 seconds into the game, but he's giving already his case for why he should be the Frickers player of the game. Touchdown number 17 on the year for Brockington. A conference leading 17 touchdown. The next one is at 10, Lance. My gosh, Brockington, an absolute workhorse this year. But the one thing I want to point out is how quick that first step was. He got into that secondary and really squared his hips up. And when he did that, he made one move, like I said, and took off to the sideline. So I challenged the secondary. I challenged the linebackers from Clyde today. And so far, punch one <laughs> goes the Tornadoes. It's getting set for the... Harold Florian, a funeral kick for Colombian as they were able to strike first, just a two-play drive to go all the way down the field, 75 yards. So the will be kickoff. Will it stay in bounds? No, it will not. It will go out of bounds. So that'll give Clyde some good field position to start this drive, but already in that 7-0 hole. Well, if you're Clyde here, Lance, I still think you stick to the game plan. You know, you let up one big play early on in this one, but your offense needs to come out. And they still need to control the clock. They need to control the chains. They need to stay in front of the chains because you can't get behind them against a team that can make big plays like the Tornadoes can, as we saw on drive number one. So still think you have to run the ball, try and run it, open up the pass enough to stay balanced, but we'll see how the Tornadoes respond on defense. First and 10 to start this one off from the 35 for the Clyde Flyers here in this one as they'll get their offense onto the field for the first time here on the turf at Frost Cow now just one receiver to the left one receiver to the right with a tight end on the right side their quarterback Drake Gunn is in the shock and he'll send him to the running back slightly in motion for a little bit of a jet sweep but big hit laying down that time to leave Al Zakawani in the backfield for the loss 
Wow. Stands at 6-1, 201. Lance, and he shot out of a cannon. Went through that C gap and caught the running back for a loss. That's a big hit to get that one started. Brings up second down and 11 for Kalindal again. Stay in the shotgun. Three receivers right, one to the left. Tight end lines up on the right side as well for Drake Gunn. He'll take a snap. He'll look to throw far side. That'll be hauled in, but the turf monster will trip up Cam Shortridge that time after a short game. Brings up third and about eight. I don't mind the play call, though. Again, trying to spread the defense out a little bit on second down. Sometimes when the running game is struggling, you try to go to that short pass game. I know it was only one play, but we'll see what they do here on third and long. Third and nine now for Kawhi. And they'll have three receivers to the left side this time. Just one out on the far side of the field. 10-28 remaining here. First quarter of action. Columbian with the 7-0 lead on Clyde. Quick audible up front by Drake Gunn and company for Clyde. Still have some time though. We still have 10 on the play clock. Say so we're trying to get a... Get an offsides call, just a couple hard snaps, but nothing doing. So I'll end up calling an early timeout here. 10-11 left to go first quarter. Your timeout tonight brought to you by Roto Rooter. Give Tim Munger a call at 419-435-3360. Away go troubles. Down the drain. So it'll be third and nine coming up for this Clyde Flyer offense. And of course, still trying to really get things going on the offensive side as that last pass play was the only positive yards they've had after that uh, big stop on the first down run. I mean where do you kind of look to go here for this certain long because it's going to be hard enough for you to get positive yards let alone nine to try and keep the chains moving exactly i was going to ask you how open is your playbook here lance and that's an interesting one on third and nine on your first drive down seven but i think this is also a challenge to the offensive line of clyde here on drive number one they have some size they're experienced but can they stop a very tenacious defensive line of the tornadoes and a conversion here would be mean the world to the flyers here early See a five wide set, but four will line up to the left side, just one on the right side as they're all really lined up kind of behind each other, one, then two, then one. Gunn will drop back and look to throw as he'll throw it to the other side of the field with just one receiver. Columbian reads it all the way. They will gain some yards, but not enough for a first down as it'll bring up a fourth and about six. That looked like the senior. That was Keishan Seats on the tackle there. A nice job feathering him out, a short gain on the play, and We'll see what Clyde does here. Are they keeping the offense on the field? Nope, they'll send in the punt team last minute. Another interesting formation, though, Lance. You split yeah. four out to the near side. One's out to the far side. Your strong side's to the right. You throw it that way. I don't hate the design, but on third and nine, you pick up four. It's a tough one. So Clyde will bring on the punting unit for this one as they are able to get it off. Good That's rush that time by Columbian. It will take a bounce, go right up in the air, and then come right back down as it'll come down at about the 23-yard line. So that's where we'll see the Colombian offense get back on the field. 9-21 left to go first quarter. Colombian, the 7-0 lead here over Klein. That's your score on the Rupee Corporation scoreboard, celebrating over 60 years as a leading manufacturer in the commercial flooring industry. And I mean, on the Colombian side, that's about as well as you can draw it up. A quick score on offense. Defense forces the punt on the first opening drive on the defensive side. Offense gets right back on the field. Doesn't take too long either. Well, let's take a look at this Tornado's offensive line. 6'1", 6'2", 6'1", 5'11", 6' foot on the dot. But some seniors with a junior sprinkled in there. They have some experience as well, and they're really good in the blocking lanes. 
So we'll see a handoff, Brockington, another big run. Could he be off to the races once again? He gets away from another defender, cuts it back upfield, and it's another foot race to the end zone. Can he do it? Yes, he can. Touchdown, Damian Brockington. A 78-yard run. Already two big scores for the running back, Damian Brockington. Lance, it was the exact same play. And that time, the offensive line was able to get to the next level. It was hat on hat. They were able to shed their blocks, get to the next level, pick up a linebacker, and there goes Brockington again. My goodness. It's going to be a long night if Clyde can't stop him. That's a counter up the A-gap. So Colombian, for those counting, three plays, two of them go for scores. <laughs> Already 150-some yards just from Brockington alone. I mean... <laughs> As good as that is for a Colombian, the exact opposite is how you would say that is going so far for Clyde. The kick is up, and it will be up and good. So 14 nothing your score. Colombian already jumping ahead over Clyde. 9.05 left to go here. First quarter of action. We'll go ahead and step aside for a quick timeout. You're listening to High School Football on Colaskets 96.7 WBBI. Summer sell-down is going on at Spitzer Buick GMC in Findlay. The season's best deals on all new and used inventory. The best way to buy a new Buick or GMC or a used vehicle is at Spitzer. All new Buicks and GMCs come with our Spitzer Shield nationwide lifetime powertrain warranty and first-year complimentary maintenance. A Spitzer Shield also covers our certified used vehicles with a 172-point inspection and seven-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty. Shop in person on Bright Road or 24-7 online at SpitzerBuickGMC.com. My name is Carrie Malligan with the Harold Floriana Funeral Home. A lot has changed in the recent years, including my father stepping down to enjoy his retirement. But some things remain the same. My husband Tony and I are proud to continue the long-standing family tradition of commitment and pride in this community. We promise to take care of you before, during, and after a death occurs. Stop in today at 301 West Tiffin Street to take the worry out of a funeral by pre-planning it with the Harold Floriana Funeral Home. We are to continue action here at Frost County Stadium. Lance Morris, Pete Seymour with you on Classic. It's 96.7 WBVI online, WBVI.com. If you're just joining us, I'm sorry, first off. Second off, you've already missed a couple touchdowns, courtesy of Damian Brockington. Three total plays for Columbian. Two of them have already gone for scores. The Clyde offense gets back on the field. Al Brockington, 18 touchdowns on the year. Let's see what Clyde looks to do to try and get their offense a little jump start as they weren't able to get a first down the first time they were on the field. It'll be trips to the right side, just one receiver to the left. They'll send a man in motion back into the backfield with Drake Gunn. They'll hand it off. Right side carry, that'll be to Clark Norman that time. It will be positive chunk of yards. It looks like he'll get six. Now that's the start for Clyde right there. Spread him out, run it up the middle. Good six, stay ahead of the chains. Now bring up a second manageable. And five here for Clyde. See similar formation. Three receivers to the right, one to the left with the tight end on the right side. Gun is by himself in the shotgun. He'll look to throw. A little bubble screen far side will be hauled in by Shortridge as he's able to somehow avoid the first tackler and then be brought down. It will be a positive catch, but only gained, I think, a yard or so. Really nice job by Jack Newlove. I know he didn't get all of them to bring him all the way to the ground, but he held him up so his crew could come out and finish that tackle and hold him to a short gain, because if he slips that tackle and gets the sideline, it could have been much more on second down. 
The three receivers to the right side once again, which is the one receiver to the left. Eight minutes left to go here, first quarter. Columbia in the 14-0 lead on Clyde. That seems to be part of the new offensive philosophy for Clyde. See what's going after the line of scrimmage, then audible if needed. A little shovel pass this time, but going to be read like a book. Again, Al Zakawani with the stop for Columbia, and that should cause another Clyde punt. Al Zakawani read that play like a book. That's just good coaching and good scouting because that's a decent play design on third and short. They go with the little pitch up the middle as they're going to keep the offense on here, but better defensive effort of coming up and filling that hole. Will be fourth and three as the Clyde offense will stay on the field. They are in decent territories. They're at the 40-yard line, so you aren't not completely in a place where you need to punt, but at least they're going to try and see if they can get something going. They also could possibly do you know, a pooch-type punt because Gunn has punted one time on the season. The offense will stay on the field. They'll throw it. It'll be caught, hit immediately. Going to have to see where that spot is going to be because it's right around the marker. Looks like it's just short. Now we'll bring out the chain gang here. The Clyde players are waving them down. And you see the ref did, uh, did signal first wow. down, but... I, I am surprised, if nothing else, they didn't measure. I mean, the spot might have been a little off anyhow, but either way, I feel like you got to measure that. Well, they ran that play clock down all the way to the final seconds, and it was just a clean out route to the side. Caught at the sticks. Ooh, that's a close one. Be first and 10 for Clyde as they get their first first down of the game. And they'll have it at the 43-yard line. They'll hand it off right side. Not much doing for Mormon. Ball comes out. Colombian has it. And they are going to, looks like they're going to blow it dead. I don't know how you can say that based on him running the other direction with said ball. But that's that's the call you can make. Big number 73, Bradley Williams, the junior, plugging up the middle there. They're going to say forward progress was stopped. I mean, running back was met at the line hard. And then the ball popped out right at the end. It looked like a few tornadoes were tugging on it. But if the whistle blow, that's the end of the play. It's Second down and 10 for Clyde. Ball will stay at the 43-yard line, down to 6.38 remaining in the first quarter. Gunn going to escape the pocket. Not much doing, though. He'll gain couple yards but he'll be brought down rather quickly well that's a really interesting play it was a very slow developing play a fake handoff got able to roll to the short side of the field which was the near side and he had an option he's looking for a wheel route down the field or a little dump off pattern i guess that third option if you don't see anything is to take it and run and that's what he did for a short game the third down and eight for clyde ball now on their own 45 yard line with 610 left to go first quarter columbian the 14 nothing lead on clyde clyde though with possession of the ball, it'll be three receivers to the left to the near side. They'll send a man in motion into the backfield and Clark Norman. They'll fake the give. Gunn will roll to his right, look downfield to throw. Has a man if he can get it there. That's going to be intercepted. Jack Corper going to take that the other direction for his first pick of the year. And he'll be finally shoved out of bounds. Got a big hard shove in the back. And we'll see some flags come in. And the frustration is showing and is apparent on the Clyde side. And Gunn's going to want that one back because he had a man wide open. It was Ben Watt, the 5'6 senior, who was open at the beginning of his route but Corper able to shift back in a safety position. The ball is just a tad underthrown. If that's thrown perfect, that could be a house call, but what a nice job of going back and high-pointing that ball to make the catch and taking it back the other way. Chalk on another 15. So even more 
after the run back from Corper because he caught that probably at about the 20 and got into Clyde territory just on the return and add on 15 and almost going to be starting in the red zone on this drive. The penalty is going to go on Cam Shortage, 5'11", junior wide receiver. So I'll see the Colombian offense back on the field. It'll be first and 10. They'll start, looks like, at about the 34-yard line. And that was a positive drive by Clyde. That's a tough one to end on. That was a positive drive. You convert, pick up some nice first downs, and just an underthrown ball, the difference. Be first and 10 for Colombian. McLean 33 after the pick and uh, the flag. Swole now see Rogo look to throw, has a man. That's hauled in another touchdown for Colombian. Brady Gooding getting in on the action, a 33-yard strike. Colombian just pouring it on early. Well, that's Division One throw right there. Wow, he waited good until Gooding got just past his cornerback, and he stood in the pocket and delivered an absolute laser. That right there is a Division One throw. That was a beauty. He didn't have a big window, but like I said, as soon as that separation happened, the pressure was coming from his right side. An absolute dot to his man for the score. So again, for those keeping track, four plays, three touchdowns. Right in between the corner and the safety. Shortage couldn't do anything about it. That ball was zipped in there with just enough pace. The PAT will be up. It will be good. 21 to nothing is your score. All Colombian thus far. 537 left to go here. First quarter of action. And I don't think we are in danger of uh, time becoming an issue for uh, the second game. I think uh, things are progressing pretty quickly here, even if it hasn't taken a super long amount of time. Three touchdowns on four plays when Colombians had the ball, Pete. That's the last thing I think we were expecting tonight. Even talking about this game during the week off air, Lance, it was going to be, we thought, a pretty close game. We sure as heck didn't expect for Colombian to come out and put this kind of performance I mean, up. And what do you do if you're Clyde? <laughs> you, do, you can't throw the game plan out. We still have five and a half minutes to go in the first quarter. It's the first quarter, and you build on the positives. That was that first drive, but... Defensively, you have to figure it out because via run, via pass, the tornadoes are getting what they want. Well, I mean, for perspective, they had 35 points all of their game last yeah, week against Sadusky. Yeah. They have 21 points. We're just barely through the first half of the first quarter. I mean, the offense, I mean, clicking on Alice owners, I don't even, I think that's underselling it for what the offense has done so far. You're not lying. Harold Florian, a funeral kick will be returnable for Clyde and going to be a pretty good run back before running into a bunch of players and almost a rugby looking scrum by the time it was all said and done as they get out to looks like about the 26 on the return that time from Ben Woke. So just to break down Brockington a little bit more, coming into today, 966 yards. So on two runs, he breaks the 1,000-yard mark for the year here in week number seven. seven. Week number seven, he now has 18 touchdowns, was averaging 149 yards a game coming into He's this one. He's already walk. got that. He already has that. <laughs> He's got that in two carries and two scores. Oh, we'll see what the Clyde offense will look to do. It'll be first and 10 for them from their own 26. And like we said, they were getting some positive momentum. Of course, it all ends once you throw that interception after they were able to get that fourth down conversion. Gunn will look to hand it off this time. It'll be... A little upside, up uh, dive that time. Not too much doing there. Able to gain, looks like, two yards. 
Was that Jack Corper coming in for the Tornadoes from his look like outside linebacker, maybe cornerback spot? He was playing up a little bit closer to the line of scrimmage. He was able to take the running back out by his ankles. Second down, an eight now for Clyde as we get down to five minutes left to go here. First quarter, all Columbians so far. They lead 21 to nothing over Clyde. So two receivers out to the right, one to the left. Gun gonna roll to his left. He'll look to throw as that's going to be incomplete. If anything, that was going to be taken the other way by Brady Gooding, but was a touch overthrown, so it'll bring up a third and long. Yeah, that time the corners for this Tornado team, man, they were all over the receivers. Not where any place to go with it if you're gone, and also now a late flag a comes in. Flag come in, looks like it'll be sideline warning against Columbian. So I think that's their way of saying, yes, coach, let's we hear you. Don't don't go too far on the field. Polite warning for the first one. So it will be a third and eight now for Klein. We'll see three receivers left, one to the right. Gun again in the shotgun, running back to his right side. Under five minutes left to go here in the first corner. Big lead so far for Columbian as they lead 21 to nothing. I'm still looking for him to go to shortage here. Gun will roll to his left. He'll look to throw. That one's going to be able to be caught on the near side. Price Carter with the grab, it'll be good enough for Clyde first down. Well, that's a really nice route there by Price Carter, the 5'11 junior, able to get the sideline. It was a sticks route. He hits the sticks, turn around, balls on time, first down. First and 10 for Clyde. 4.35 left to go here, first quarter. Three receivers right, one to the left as they'll look for the play call over on the sideline on the Clyde side. You're running back to the right side of Drake Gunn in the shotgun. He'll take the snap. He'll look to roll slightly to his right, looking to throw a big heave, incomplete, just barely overthrows Ben Woe that time on the far sideline. And that's a pretty decent throw there, Lance. He was rolling that way. He was looking that way the whole time. Watt had a step on his man. He only stands at five foot six. It was just off his fingertips, but I don't hate dialing that up after getting a big first down. He was open on the far side, had a step on his man, just out of the reach of the five six senior. Not a bad play call, though. Second down and 10 for Klein. Same formation, three receivers out to the right side, just one to the left. Running back is now to the left of Drake Gunn in the shotgun as he Audible's up front with his line. He'll take the snap, he'll hand it off. Spinning away from one defender, but not from the rest that time on the handoff to Clark Norman. If anything got back to the line of scrimmage, gonna bring up a third and long. Yeah, Norman just not anywhere to go on that second down play. And you take a deep shot on first down, then you go back to the well right up the A-gap on second down. It still leaves you a, a third and long. And we saw Clyde go for it once already from this almost this exact same spot. So look for him to pick up a chunk here and then maybe send the offense back to the field. Will be third and 10 for Clyde. Ball on their own 39-yard line with 340 left to go first quarter. Columbian, the 21-0 lead on Clyde. Clyde with the football. They'll have gun roll slightly to his right. Then look to throw as that one's going to be incomplete. Looking from the comeback route that time on the far side as that'll bring up a fourth and long. Sticky coverage that time by Brady Gooding. He saw that route. I think it was his mate on the other side who got burned on it for the first down in the previous series, but Gooding that time, staying sticky to his man and covering that outside route, and here comes the punting unit. We'll see Clyde punt this one away. Jack Newlove will go back for Columbian. 
Let's get down to under three and a half minutes left to go here in quarter number one. He'll be punted away. Returnable for Corporate about the 25. He'll cut it back towards the Clyde sideline. He'll finally get shoved out of bounds. Looks like about the 42-yard line. Do see a flag out there as well, I believe. My fault, Lance. I thought I saw one come in behind the play as well. I can't believe you would lead me astray. I can't believe you've done this. <laughs> I've never done that. 3.17 left to go, first quarter, 21-0 Colombian with the lead. For those of you just joining us again, I'm sorry you've missed all the action, or at least some of the action, depending yeah, on when you joined us. You, you might, might see more. For, again, more perspective, Colombian has three touchdowns. They've done so in four total plays. So it'll be first and ten for Colombian ball on their own 41-yard line as they'll Slightly send a Bryce Rogo in motion on the far side. They'll hand it off Brockington, left side, and almost looked like he had more daylight. It'll be a positive gain of about six, but almost looked like he was about to break away yet again. Well, credit to both sides of this Colombian line because they are getting hats to the second level. And when linebackers are blocked up like that, and you have a running back with that kind of a first step, it's going to be a long day for the secondary at Clyde. He almost had another hole there, Lance. I couldn't tell the number on the tackle, but it was an arm tackle. Second down and five for Columbia, and they'll fake the give. Rogo looking for it all again, incomplete, just off the hands of Bryce Rogo. Probably wouldn't have been able to take that one all the way, but would have been a big chunk of yards that'll bring up third and five. Javen Sheffield, give him credit there because he was beat off the line of scrimmage. Absolutely beat, but he stands at five foot nine. He's a senior. He's able to regroup, turn his hips, get back into coverage, and knock the ball away. Not a bad job, but I think. Rogo was a little late on his read there. If he throws that a little earlier into the route, it could be another house call. Man, does he have the stature of a Division One quarterback, though? Six foot four, and like a lot we've seen with cover, covering college. Rogo has to escape the pocket slightly. He does find his brother Bryce for a first down. Is looks like he's a touch slow to get up as he'll be helped up as he brought that one in about the 45-yard line. As he'll looks like he will walk over to the sideline. Just a slight gimp in his step. But Rogo, back to what I was saying, he looks like such a raw talent that has the size and has the frame. You get him in a college weight room, get him in a college program for a few years, put some body onto that, put some muscle onto that already pretty big frame, and I think he's got a pretty bright future. First and ten, they'll hand it off Rockington up the middle. How much doing that time? He's still able to get a solid chunk of about four that time. And Blake Hershey, the senior that time. Able to bottle up the middle, stands at six foot one, is also a senior. Like I mentioned, a lot of experience on this Clyde defensive line. Only one sophomore, the rest seniors, and he stamped it right in the middle. But nice job that time of really come up and plug that gap up to bring up a second long. Down to 150 left to go here in this first quarter of action. Columbia in the 21 nothing lead on Clyde. Second down and six for TC. They'll send a man back in motion towards the backfield. They'll hand it to Brockington. Left side dive play. He'll again run into a wall up front. He Again, we'll gain some yards. Finally, we'll be blown dead after another time where we see almost a rugby scrum out there. Third and about medium coming up for Columbia. So that time, it was a counterplay to the left side of the line, but we saw that Bryce Rogo come in from his wide receiver position on the near side and shoot that hole and almost be a lead blocker for his running back. See what Columbia dials up here. Third and four from the Clyde 41. 
Just over a minute left to go here in the first quarter. 21-0 advantage for Columbian. Something in motion. Flings it far side out of the backfield for Brockington as he'll briefly drag a defender before he'll barely be shoved out of bounds on the far side of the field as he shows he can catch as well as run. Doesn't catch the ball a whole lot out of the backfield, but was able to find some space that time. Yeah, definitely a dual threat and another arm tackle that what got him down. Clyde was lucky the sideline was there because, again, he's going to break a lot of these arm tackles. And what we've seen the Clyde defenders doing so far is wrapping up and waiting for some help to come along. First and 10 for Columbian. Ball on the Clyde, 31. Two receivers right, one to the left. They'll send Brockington in motion out of the backfield. They'll throw it far side for a screen for Bryce, for, for Zalzakawani, rather. And that'll be another first down as he's shoved out of bounds after picking up about 14. That's another really nicely designed play. Zakawani that time, again, put his foot in the ground. He saw some open space, and again, he stands at six foot one, and once he gets into that space, he's dangerous. And another big game move the chains. First and 10 coming up for Colombian. Ball now gets into the red zone. It'll be at the Clyde 17, with just 35 seconds remain here in the first quarter of action. So probably one, maybe two more plays if Colombian tries to push things. First and 10 again for TC from the 17. They hand it off Brockington. Another left side run. He'll be stopped after a gain of three or four. And Brockington coming in today. 16 receptions, so give him 17 for the year. 223 yards through the air. So, yeah, definitely is a dual threat guy, and that should about do it for the quarter, Lance. And yes, and in fact, Will, it'll be 21 to nothing. Colombian all over Clyde so far through one here in Tiffin. will set aside for a quick timeout. We'll come back for the start of quarter number two from Frost County Stadium. We're listening to high school football in Classic. It's 96.7 WBBI. Due to substantial growth at Morgan Advanced Materials, we're hiring and want you to join our team. If you're looking for a competitive starting wage, Morgan Advanced Materials has production operator positions starting at $19.76 an hour with the potential of up to $23.91 an hour. Join our team at Morgan Advanced Materials located in Faustoria. Call us at 419-360-9751 or head to morganadvancedmaterials.com to launch a career that strives to make this world a better place. NWO has news. We are excited to announce the newest addition to the NWO family. Dr. Ryan Tran is a local who was raised in the area, trained by the Cleveland Clinic, and has returned to his hometown to care for your whole family, just like he does his own. Dr. Tran is now accepting new patients of all ages in our Tiffin office. Make your appointment today to experience the benefits of family care by a hometown professional. There's only one place to go, NWO. We are here to start the second quarter of action from Frost County. Now seating me here in Tiffin, a double header of high school football on deck for tonight. Game one currently taking place between Columbian and Clyde. It has been all Columbian thus far. They lead 21 to nothing and are in striking distance once again as they finally have a real lengthy drive after, as opposed to scoring three times in four plays on the previous drives as we're just about ready to go here to start off quarter number two. Lance Morris alongside Pete Seymour here for high school football. It's like we'll have an injury timeout, I believe, as there was a player that walked a little gingerly over to the sidelines uh, on the Colombian side and Brady Gooding. Not sure exactly what would have happened as the quarter was just about to start. So it's been a minute since we've had any action, but looks like we'll have a quick stoppage. Well, how about the Colombian first half stats? 231 yards, seven first downs, 
154 yards on the ground land, 77 yards passing, five of six for 77 yards is Rogo. He looked at it as advertised, but again, he didn't have to do too much in that first quarter. Well, when you have 200 some yards of total offense and a chunk of those come on just a couple handoffs. When you're hitting the ball off the A-gap for 70 yards a play, can't ask too much more than that. So again, we do have a double header here on tap four tonight. Of course, we currently have Columbian taking on Clyde. And then in game two, it'll be Calvert homecoming as they will be taking on Margareta in another SBC battle here today. So a couple different SBC games, of course, currently in the lake with Columbian and Clyde. And then we'll go to the river for Calvert taking on Margareta. So now we, we are learning that it was the chains yep. that were the now issue. Now we're all sorted out, okay. So they did, of course, have to shift from one end of the field to the other, along with just making sure everything else was working. But now, now we are ready to go. It'll be second down and seven for Columbian from the Clyde 14. Rogo looking to throw, looking for the far side of the end zone. Wow. That's going to be hauled in Jack Harper for the score to start this one off here in quarter number two. Columbian keeps adding on. It's now 27-0. What a throw, Lance. That was three steps. He looks right. That's his first read coming out of the slot was Corper that time. Only about seven or eight steps into his route. He floats it over his right shoulder. Corper at 5'11", the senior able to reel it in the back of the end zone. That is a dime of a throw. Pretty spiral. The Colombian offense just continues to hum thus far for their fourth touchdown already of the game and finally having to truly put a actual drive together as opposed to just scoring on the first or second play of the drive as that one will be up and good for the PAT making it 28 to nothing. Colombian, the lead on Kalan. Lance Moore's Pete Seymour here with you. Classic It's 96.7 WBBI online through WBBI.com and I mean, Pete, it's just like we were talking about before we really, you know, got things going. We knew how explosive this Colombian offense can be when clicking. They've certainly been clicking so far. Oh, absolutely. And on the Clyde side, it has to be tough because coming into this game, a rivalry game like you mentioned, they're not expecting to give up those big run plays on the first couple plays of the game. They're, they're expecting to come out and put up a solid defensive effort. So when you get shell-shocked like that, especially in a rivalry game, it's going to put a test on how you respond. And they put together one nice drive in that first quarter, but again, they shot themselves in the foot. It ended with an interception. If you're going to want to keep building on positives, you have to correct some of the easily correctables, such as interceptions and shooting yourself in the foot. But when you go down early, that by that much early in a game, Lance, it just has to kill the confidence. And then building on that confidence becomes even harder. So we get sit for the Harold Florian funeral and kickball story is old as the Savage funeral serving the area for over 100 years. Find them at 301 West Tiffin Street in Foss. Story to be returnable for Shortridge for Clyde as he'll end up getting tripped up at about the 22-yard line. Columbian trying to say that the ball may have came out. I believe he would have already been down by the time that would have taken place and the refs will agree with that assessment as we'll get the Clyde offense back onto the field to start off the second quarter, just 11.48 remaining in the first half. And it's like you said, Pete Clyde has had some drives where they've been able to put things together, but obviously, of course, have not yet been able to truly get anything going. Maybe they were still waiting for the 7 o'clock start. That is plausible. 
but I it's mean, stuff here, like that. but it's plausible. It's stuff like that, Lance. I mean, the ball comes out at the end of the play. It's just been the little things for Clyde so far. See what they can build on here. See some positives from this offense. It'll be first and 10 for Clyde from their own 24. Gun in the handoff. He'll hand it off on the far side, and that's a good-looking run as that'll be about 11 or 12 yards on the handoff that time for Miracle. First time we've had his name on the offensive side, and that's enough for a Clyde first down. That's one of the big backs in this Clyde backfield. They can get downhill when they get to the second level. That's the most successful play we've seen all day. But once again, it starts up front. The hard hat's up front, moving that offensive line and creating some distance between those defensive linemen. First and ten for Clyde from the Columbian 36-yard, er, yeah, from the Clyde 36-yard line. So we'll see a couple of receivers out to each side as they look to change things up in their audible offense. Gun in the gun, he'll fake the handoff, look to throw, was looking near side, he'll end up just tucking and running, is able to briefly spin away from one of the defenders, able to make a little something out of nothing that time as he picks up about seven. And I like that play design once again. Your first read is the receiver coming down the sideline, your second one coming across the middle, you have an outlet right here as you're running back, but if nothing's open, you duck it, pick up that uh, block from that running back, and duck out of bounds, and they're going to give him a first down. So even better than I thought that run was going to be. I, I thought it was going to be you. about seven. I agreed with you. So it'll be first and ten now for Clyde. A couple first downs on a couple different plays as they're on that interesting looking formation as they actually think they had too many men on the field. And because of that, we will see a timeout taken to avoid a penalty with 11.03 left to go. It's already been the second time they've timeout they've taken here thus far. They'll have just one remaining here for the rest of this half. Timeouts tonight brought to you by Roto Rooter. Give Tim Munger a call at 419-435-3360. And away go troubles down the drain. And I mean, Pete kind of builds on what you were just saying that, you know, it's been the little things on the Clyde side. You have a couple big first down plays and then you get ready for another seemingly possibly big play and you have too many guys on the field end up having to burn your second of timeouts and that's when this Clyde team is good is when they're in rhythm so far we've seen today and this right here it stops the momentum that they just had you could see they were in rhythm it's not like they have those plays scripted but they come out in the formation they like we've seen it before those four receivers to the far side of the field they split one to the near side of the field it's a formation they like and they're comfortable with and all of a sudden one person has to get off the field another timeout taken We'll see what they have to build on here, though. I think this flyer offense will start to click. And we'll come out with the similar formation with four receivers to the far side of the field, out to the wide side, gun in the shotgun. Just one run receiver over to his right. Last time they were in this formation and were able to run a play, and they ended up throwing a little bubble screen to the one receiver. This time it'll be a quarterback keeper by gun by design as he'll run straight up the middle on the quarterback power and pick up about six or seven. That's a nice play design on first down. Once again, it's spreading the defense out. That time, the Colombian defense had to put an extra guy out to guard one of those four receivers like they're going to have to do here in a designed quarterback run. Now we'll see where they go off at the same formation. Well, again, stick with that. Four receivers and a little bunch out to the left side. Just one receiver to the right side as they've now shown a couple different plays out of this formation. And they'll stick with it this time they'll look to throw they'll throw a screen to the far side that's going to be caught first down and a little more nice catch and run that time by cam shortridge for clyde it'll be a first down and shortridge that time just 
caught it two steps past the line of scrimmage and put his foot in the ground and went north and south and here we go now we see the rhythm again those four receivers come over to the near side that's exactly what they'll do they'll flip the formation this time out to the wide side first and 10 for Clyde from the the uh, Columbian 38 yard line 10-08 remaining First half of action, Columbia in the 28-0 lead, but Clyde starting to get some momentum on the offensive side. They'll throw the same play for Shortridge, this time on the near side. Won't be as successful. We'll still be able to pick up about two or three. Well, Shortridge coming into today, fourth in the conference with 19 receptions. Already has a couple here, 151 yards through the air. And, man, they're really riding him this drive. They'll again look to flip the formation, put the three receivers in a little bunch out to the wide side of the field, the left side, just one receiver to the right side. The second down and eight for Clyde on the Columbian 36-yard line with nine and a half minutes left to go in the first half. And that is a big overthrow on the snap. Gunn is able to hop on top of that, but that is going to be a major loss that time as Pete is attempting to count how many yards it'll be. Sorry, we went into journalism, Lance, because I'm not great at math, but is that, <laughs> it's over 20. Wow. Third and 25, according yep. to the score. Does that put them actually back in their own territory as well, back to their own 43? I got to imagine they don't have a whole lot of plays for third and 28. Again, three positives and one negatives for this flyer offense. See what they look to do. They'll have three receivers to the left, one to the right. Gunn will roll to his left, look to throw. Has plenty of space as he finds his man and Price on the far side. Gets a nice chunk of those yards back, actually, but still brings up a fourth and pretty long of looks like about 15 or so. And you are on the Colombian side of the field, so theoretically four-down territory, but, I mean, still, still a fourth and 14. Offense will stay on the field, at least for the time being. Three receivers to the right, one to the left. So again, audible things up front. Still 15 on the play clock, so do still have some time if they want to have Gunn go back for maybe a pooch punt to just try and manage the field position, but they'll stick with the offense. Gunn looking to throw, looking for it all as that's tipped up, and it's going to be intercepted, pouncing off multiple guys before A.J. Hickman brought that one in for Columbian. Also, it was a jump ball, and Corper got a hand on it, and then it hit Hickman, bounced back up, and he reeled it in. You've got to be kidding me. When things are going right, they're going all the way right. And on the flip side, when they're going wrong for Collide, they are going all the way wrong. Corper tried to high point that ball, and he got his hand on it. He fell down. It hit well, cause, him. Because they had to have been thinking, oh, well, we could just let it fall because it's fourth it's down. It's fourth down. And then Hickman picks it right up because they actually end up losing yards in the exchange with the interception, but just means more yards for Damian Brockington to pick up as he gets a first down and a little more on the first down carry as he kicks up about 13. Well, I like Brockington's vision a lot. That's something that has stuck out to me here early. You see him hit the hole with speed and then kind of dance when he gets to that second level in the secondary. He kind of sneaks around his big bodies and then bursts up in the second level and picks up a nice gain. Another nice run. First and 10 for Columbian, ball on their own 34-yard line, lead 28 to nothing. They again hand it to Brockington, another head of steam as he'll be stopped just shy of a first down as he picks up about nine, but even when it 
I think maybe just because we were so spoiled by the first couple of carries that he took to the house, even on the shorter plays, it's you just think that there could be something more every time he touches the ball. Well, he's running through arm tackles right now, and that time, Caden Overinger, the 5'11 senior, plays right guard, and he was able to spring the hole that time. Brings up another second manageable, but again, this offense staying ahead of the chains. Second one now for Columbia, and they again hand it to Brockington near side. He'll get the first down, and was actually trying to stay in bounds before he was shoved out of bounds by Clyde, so good job on that side, noticing to try and shove him out of bounds rather than allowing him to stay in bounds, but will be enough for a Colombian first down. That time Brockington just staying patient. He realized the hole was plugged right up the middle, bounced to the outside, got what he could. You said tried to stay in bounds to work that clock, but nonetheless move the chains. 185 yards on nine carries so far for Tavian Brockington. As they're going to do a little play action play, it'll be Ooh. Rogo to Rogo as Bryce is able to bring that in after a short game, but playing a little hit stick that time on the Clyde side. So the bring up sinking down in nine, coming up for Columbian with under seven and a half to go here into the first half of action. 28 nothing, the lead currently for Columbian trying to add on here in the part of this first half of action we'll see a couple receivers to the left as they send Bryce Rogo in motion over towards the left side as will now be an up back so they hand it to Brockington right side and dancing actually that's going to be size for the carry as he'll step in and give Brockington a well-earned breather but we will see a flag out there on the field Looks like this one will go against Colombian for the holding call. Sites 22 carries coming into this one. 99 yards, but does a really nice job of spelling the Tornado's number one back and got a nice gain there, but we haven't seen two penalties today on the Colombian side of things, Lance. That'll set him back a little bit. Well, that's the, I mean, aside from everything else Colombian's done well, that's the first time they've had a penalty against yep. him. So now it'll be second down at about 16 for Columbia, and they'll go back into their own side of the 50 at the 44. Two receivers to the left, one of the right, as they'll send Rogo slightly in motion, just into the slot rather than out towards the wide side, as they'll look to throw. Going to find Bryce Rogo on the reception as he's shoved out of bounds, right at about midfield, picking up most of those penalty yards they just had. Now getting back almost to the original line of scrimmage, and that just a timing pattern, Rogo to Rogo. Pretty simple there, Lance, a straight out route. You get 10 back, you have 10 to go, and bring up third down. So we'll see third down coming up here for Columbia. Under seven minutes left to go here, first half of action. A reminder, tonight's first half brought to you by Morgan Advanced Materials, making some pretty cool stuff and hiring now. Go to morganadvancedmaterials.com to learn more and apply. Third and 10 for Rogo in Columbia. Another strike to Bryce Rogo as he brings that one in for another first down as it'll be a pickup of about 14 and the Rogo to Rogo connection just working on these last couple plays. And Javen Sheffield on the coverage that time, not a bad job. He was right there at the point of attack, but a better job by Rogo to reel that one in. It was just body on body and the bigger frame won that time. Not a bad job by the Clyde defensive back. First and 10 for Columbia as they get deeper into Clyde's territory. The 36, though, in a pitch play to the right side for Brockington as he'll be stopped right around the first down marker yet again as it'll be a gain of about nine. 
Now Ben Watt only stands at five foot six out there, but he's doing a nice job shedding off blockers. That time coming downhill to make the tackle, and if he doesn't get a hand on those legs of Brockington, he could be gone again. We'll bring up second and short, though, and this Colombian offense is just moving right along, Lance. 6.05 remaining here in the first half of action. A 28-0 advantage for Colombian over. Klein looking to possibly put this into a running clock scenario here. They are able to score and hold off Clyde for the remainder of this first half of action. See a couple receivers to the left, one to the right. Rogo has to escape some pressure, is able to fling that one away, as that'll be, I think, only a second incompletion of the entire game as well. Yep. That time, a good job by the Flyer defensive line. They overloaded that left side. And that's the first time all day, Lance. We've really seen them get pressure on Rogo. Nice job of getting to him, and the next step is just bringing him down. But we do have a man down on the field, and I think it is one of those defensive linemen for Clyde. Yes, we do have a player down. 5.43 left to go here. First half of action, 28 nothing lead for Columbian over Klein, Lance Morris, alongside Pete Seymour for tonight's matchup here in Classic. It's 96.7 WBBI online through WBBI.com. And since it's still, you know, 520, there aren't any other games that have kicked off just yet. And Just checking that. Just checking that. And we do have, of course, a litany of games that will kick off in about an hour and a half or so. Of course, uh, sticking with the SBC Huron takes on Bellevue. Port Clinton taking on Vermillion. Edison against Perkins. That should be an interesting matchup, especially if Edison is able to kind of limit Perkins in a way nobody has limited Perkins up to this point in the year. Uh, in the river, Gibsonburg will play Lakota. That game can be heard on WFOB later on tonight. Hopewell Loudon will play Willard. Woodmore is set to play Fremont St. Joe, although I don't know if they are actually able to because we were talking before that they might end up canceling the rest of their games because of the sickness and different issues they've had. And, of course, Calvert will play Margareta later tonight, and Sandusky takes on Norwalk in another SBC late game. Plenty of other big games to look at around the area as we do have, it looks like we are about ready to resume action and one of those bigger games around the area of course out west in Putnam County but Columbus Grove against Lipsick that could be a barn burner over at Lipsick it's a really nice slate of games this week of course you also in the BVC have Arlington against Macomb is probably going to be the best of the BVC games in the Northern Buckeye not really too exciting games maybe See if Otsego is able to kind of get anything going against Oak Harbor, but see if they can kind of uh, pick up where they've left off on the Oak Harbor side as one of the top-ranked teams in Division 5. Now we're just about ready to go after the injury timeout. It'll be third down and one for Columbian. See a receiver out to each side. They'll send Bryce Rogo in motion back in towards and ends up as an up back on the left side. They'll hand it to Brockington. He'll get a first down and a little more as it's going to be one of his shorter gains of the night as he's out to about the 24. And what you, I assume, were going to point out, Pete, is just the blocking that he still had up front by Columbian, especially Max Fortney on the left side. Wow, Max Fortney, a big boy in that left tackle position. He took two. He took his defensive lineman back, and then he caught one of those linebackers in the secondary and pushed him right back with it. Must be nice running behind him. Once again, 6'1", 6'2", 6'1", 5'11", 6 foot. All seniors with a junior spack right in the middle. You know what's scary? They're not all as thick, but Calvert's offensive line, line is bigger. It's bigger, yeah. Which is crazy, crazy. to say. Will be first and 10 for Columbian. 5.35 left to go here. First half of action. 
Knocking on the door of the red zone. Trips to the left side this time. They'll fake the give right across the middle. A big catch and run for Corper, but he's going to be brought down from behind. Just able to keep him from getting into the end zone, but that'll be a big first down catch, and we'll bring up first and goal now for the Tornadoes. Orogo that time froze the safety with his eyes, and that's what opened up that slant pattern. Wow, right on time, hits his man, but that one extra second froze the safety. He came up, even, even tried to make the tackle, but he was late on that because he was late on the play and just goes to show with how good Rogo has been back there slinging it around two incompletions by our count one of them was a throwaway and one hit right off the hands of his brother Bryce as they'll look to hand it off to Brockington he'll be stopped this time as he gets out to looks like the four gaining about four so we'll see Colombian bring out uh, an additional lineman to try and beef things up up front for another big body to run behind. I'm still impressed how these receivers have been blocking for Colombian today. <laughs> 200 yards already for Damian Brockington and could add on to that here. Second and goal from the four now for Colombian. So they'll hand it to Brockington. He'll be stood up though this time and only gain maybe a yard as Clyde rather finally able to limit Brockington for the big game he's been having. That was a big yards already. It's, that's that's my pocket. That was big number fifty one, Cadence Cooksey. The 5'9", 210-pound defensive lineman. Only a sophomore on the interior for this Flyers defense. But yeah, two hundred yards. We still have four minutes left in the first half of play. Come on. Third and goal from the three. They'll send Rogo in motion now as a slot on the left side to be a keeper for Rogo and Braden Rogo. will get in on the action, adding on to the Colombian lead with just under four minutes to go in the first half. Easy peasy that time. Do what works. Give it to your best player. And man, takes one foot in the ground. C opens up right up the middle, lands, and he trots right into the score. That was seamless. I'm impressed by this offense. I know it was good coming into today. I saw it on film that it was good, but... Man, it really looks like when teams script their first 10 plays of the game, that's been the first half of this Colombian offense. So we will see things get ready for the PAC. And I'm still, I mean, have you seen anything like this? Thank you. I was going to say something about <laughs> I've that. I've said too. this a couple different times. So have I this year. So have I. <laughs> so the kick is up, just barely up and through, and will be up and good as the. Clyde line did get a good push that time, but it is 35 to nothing. Colombian with the lead here over Clyde. We'll go ahead and step aside for a quick timeout. We'll come back shortly with more. You're listening to High School Football and Classic. It's 96.7 WBVI. Premier Bank has that good vibe banking. Visit a branch to learn how you can earn $200 by opening a new simple checking account and completing simple transactions. Visit yourpremierbank.com slash good vibes to view offer details. Member FDIC. Roto-Rooter is always the first name you think of when you have problems with your sewer system or any other household drains. Tim Munger and Roto-Rooter will thoroughly clean your sewer system, sink, shower drains, and toilets. The Mungers have been serving the Faustoria and Seneca County area for over 65 years. Give Tim Munger a call at 419-435-3360. That's 419-435-3360 for all of your drain cleaning needs. And away go troubles down the drain. Said for another Harold Florian, a funeral home kick by Columbia. It'll be returnable for Clyde at about the nine-yard line. 
as Wolt will bring that one out to looks like about the 30-yard line. So good return that time for Clyde as they'll again look to try and get something going and try and get Columbia off course, but they have not been able to do so just yet. It's 35 to nothing, all Columbian thus far in this one. Lance Morris alongside Pete Seymour for game one of our doubleheader here at Frost Cowanow Stadium. So don't get too excited. We still got a whole other game to get through aside from the rest of this first half and second half in this big matchup between Clyde and Columbian. But, I mean, we, we've said it a handful of times, and we'll talk about it even more later, but Columbian offense, even better than advertised, and it was very good, great on the advertisements. Be first and ten for Clyde. They'll look to throw as they have some room, but it'll be incomplete as he throws it behind Ben Wotes. But a flag comes in. I don't know how you can say there was any pass interference because I don't even know if Wote was touched. But that's certainly something. We'll take a look at uh, our replay over over up here and see if we can get any further clarity as they are going to march this one off. If it's anything, it should probably be a legal contact. Yeah, there's... I don't know if there was any actual contact. They got Brockington. But he wasn't on the coverage. So nonetheless, it'll be a big uh, penalty for Clyde as they'll look to hand the ball off up the middle that time for Norman. We wow. do see another big hit laid down. Almost looked like the ball was going to pop out as well. It's every run, Lance. These these Colombian defenders are just ripping up that ball, and that was a good run right up the gut, but you have to finish it and lower those shoulder pads and keep that ball secure. It's a good run of five, but doesn't mean anything if the ball pops out at the end. So we'll see Klein go back to that little four-stack receiver formation over to the right side, which is one to the far side. And they've been doing that when they've had big gains on first downs. See what they look to do here with Drake Gunn, the senior quarterback in the shotgun. He'll probably look to throw. He'll throw opposite side. That's going to be a big play. First down and some more. Finally brought down as they get out to, it looks like, about the 33 or so yard line. As That was a nice little pitch and catch that time for Clyde. And the Colombian defense all out of sorts there because Ben Watt, only five foot six, but I don't think they really saw him coming off that one that receiver screen to the far side of the field. But if he would have taken that sideline, I don't think he realized he had nobody down that left sideline. He took it to the middle of the field. Still a big gain. The chain still moved, but could have been six if he hits that sideline. First and ten for Clyde. Ball now in Colombian territory at the 34. Down to two and a half minutes remaining in the first half. A 35-0 lead for Columbia. But Clyde now getting into Colombian territory, trying to get some points of their own on the board. As they'll send Shortridge in motion, fake the jet sweep, do the little shovel pass. That'll be caught by Carter, but not too much doing. We'll get a little bit of a gain as he gains about four. That's an interesting play call coming off the jet sweep, and they run that to the short side of the field, which I find interesting. Let's see if they, in that same formation, maybe run that jet sweep and hand it off now to the wide side of the field with a little bit more room. Second down and five for Clyde. It'll be three receivers, two to the right side, just one to the left as they are bunched up in that similar formation to when they have the four receivers out to just one side. Do have a tight end lined up on the right side. Gunn will drop back, look to throw. Rolling to his right, looking for it. Oh, that is intercepted. Damian Brockington adding on to his highlight of a day with an interception as he 
Cuts it back all the way to the far side of the field, and he was one defender or two away from making an even bigger play out of that, but that's another pick for Damian Brockington. And see if Columbia looks to dial anything up to try and add on some more points before the end of the half because Clyde does get the ball to start the second half, so you do still have a chance, and you got all your timeouts too. That was just an ill-advised throw, throwing the double coverage that time. Receiver was not open on the play. He was looking for Price Carter, who stands at 5'11", but again, just ill-advised. All you have to do in that situation is throw it away or go down, and we've seen him do it a few times. He has that option of running, and that time got an ill-advised throw, and story of the day so far, here come the Colombian offense. So here's some perspective as well as we've talked about how great Colombian's offense has been. Gun coming into today... Four touchdowns, three picks. He has thrown three picks so far tonight. Yep. And that Clyde offense, not a bad offense on the year. First, first and ten for Rogo, looking right across the middle, and Jack Corper brings that one down as he almost evaded a couple defenders, finally brought down. So sure looks like Columbian's going to look to try and add on some more points before this first half comes to an end as they already get into Clyde territory on one throw. Just another big league throw that time. A few steps back. Rogo plants that back foot. He sees his vision right down the field over the linebacker in front of the safety, past the cornerback, first down. First and 10 for Columbian from the climb, 38. Rogo looking for another big play, this time incomplete as he just barely overthrew Brady Gooding on the far side of the field. Yeah, he did. Gooding may have had a step on his guy. That one may be just a bit too hot going to that far sideline. Not a bad throw, but just out of the outreach arms of his man. And so that's the first true bad throw from Rogo. It wasn't even a bad throw. It was just a touch over throw. He can't really call it a bad throw. And the thing is, Lance, he missed where nobody else could get it. Right. If his receiver wasn't going to get that, nobody was. Not a bad miss. Second out and 10 for Colombian. Rogo dropping back, rolling slightly to his left, looking down the field, and that's going to be incomplete as he was trying to get that one to A.J. Hickman on the near side, but just wasn't quite at a great angle to try and bring that one in. Yeah, it was weird that time. Rogo was throwing against his body, trying to come to the near side of the field. Hickman was standing on the sideline. His momentum was taking him the other way. Leaned back the other way, tipped off his hands. Again, not a bad ball. One of the receiver you'd like to have, but just an awkward play. We'll see in their first third and long situation what they go to here. Haven't had to open the playbook this far yet. Will be third and long, third and ten for Columbian. 51 seconds remain in the first half. They lead Klein 35 to nothing. Are in Klein territory. It'll be a keeper for Rogo as he'll tuck and run. Gets a nice little chunk of that yardage as that'll get him to looks like about the 33 as we'll see Coach John Lutz call the timeout. His first of the half. Still have two more remaining and got to say another time where it's a great play call just to make sure you get some yards to not put yourself in a fourth and ten scenario now you got fourth and four fourth and five a lot more manageable and you still got every which way you want to go because you still can hit the big play if so if it so rises to be available i give credit where it's due that time number 54 colbin daniel six foot six senior able to get into the backfield disrupt that play just a little bit again rogo's been running through those arm tackles but you're 6'6", you're about 260 pounds, defensive lineman, you slow him up just enough and force a fourth down. That time, we haven't seen Clyde bring a ton of pressure today, and I don't know if that's because of the running ability that Rogo has, but I'd like to see Clyde here on fourth down. What do you have to lose? Dial up a blitz, put some pressure on him. I lied. We have seen that once, which they got to the quarterback and forced a bad throw. And we 
do see Rogo run the ball a little bit. Coming into today, 46 rushes for just over 100-some yards and a couple touchdowns added on to that with a touchdown run earlier on. But So they don't typically need to go to the quarterback run too often, but have found ways to be successful when they've needed to. It'll be fourth and four following the timeout for Columbia and three receivers to the left, one to the right as they'll send Hickman in motion. Rogo will throw, and that's going to be hauled in. Another great catch by Jack Corper as he'll get deeper into Clyde territory onto about looks like the 18-yard line. And as great as Rogo has been, finally a another bad throw as it was just barely behind Corper. Corper still able to reach back and pull it in. Corbo reliable in that slot position. You're right, Lance. That wasn't a good throw. Better catch, turn around, making the acrobatic grab. Rogo looking for his brother Bryce again and brings it in in the corner of the end zone. Another pitch and catch. Rogo to Rogo. Colombian adds on. It's now 41 to nothing. 22 seconds to go in the half. Yeah, Javen Sheffield, just nothing he could do there. Put one on one in Sheffield. He gives the effort. The senior stands at 5'9", but... Man, when you're guarding somebody who's 6'4 on a fade route to the near part of the end zone, and that ball's put up that high, there's only so much you can do, Lance. His offense is on fire. I don't think anybody expected this. Not like this, at least. Not quite like this. As it will be another PAT that will be up and good, making it 42 to nothing here as Colombian just doing everything they want really in this matchup with Clyde. Since we're so close to the end of the half, we'll keep it here. Classic, it's 96.7 WBVI online through WBVI.com. And again, I feel like we're almost a broken record at this point, but just with how we knew Colombian had a good offense. We, we knew that much. We didn't know they would be this dominating in one half of football, matching what they've had more than in some of the games and getting close to what they've had in others. And sometimes stats don't tell the story. You've caught enough football to see that, Lance. And this is this is the tale of the tape. On paper, this is not a 42-0 game at halftime. Not even close. This isn't even a 42-0 game at the end of regulation. On paper, these teams are a lot closer. And I saw a lot of good stuff from the Clyde defense on film, and I did see a lot of good stuff from the a Colombian offense on film, but I didn't think there was going to be that big of a differential. But again, when you go down like that, two plays for touchdowns out of the first three, it's just a killer to momentum. And man, they haven't been able to respond after that first drive. Here to Florian, if you don't get returnable for Shortridge and Clyde, they'll get shoved out of bounds at about the 33 yard line. So we'll see if Clyde looks to try and do anything or if they look to just opt for a knee and go into the half with it already being 42 nothing. But again, you'll talk about this Colombian offense, which we'll continue to do, but the fact that it's been, you know, it's been more or less the Damian Brockington show with, with how well he started. He's got over 200 yards rushing. But that last drive, you knew it wasn't going to Damian Brockington. You knew they were going to air it out. Colombian was still able to, by and large, get what they need to do what they need, get down the field in a hurry. Now, I love how the game plan is centered around your quarterback and the fact that you see how comfortable he is in that pocket. You can tell that just that awareness, he's at a Division One level for awareness and vision down the field. So we'll see Clyde hand the ball off to Chancey Miracle, and he'll be limited to a no gain, and that'll probably put an end to this first half. 42 to nothing. Colombian the lead over Clyde through one half of football. Whew. Wow. That was, that was certainly something. <laughs> Since the kick, Lance, since snap number one, it's 
it's been all tornadoes and wow they took that momentum rode it right downhill to the tune of 42 to 0 in the first half of play my goodness fireworks so with that, we'll go ahead and step aside for a timeout. When we come back, we'll have our Owen in halftime report, and then shortly after that, back to start half number two here from Columbian, a 42-0 lead for Columbian over Clyde. You're listening to High School Football on Classic. It's 96.7 WBVI. Our job since 1945 has been to keep our customers satisfied. Ohio Automotive has experienced staff and sales associates who can help you with our wide range and variety of parts for everything from cars to Class 8 trucks and trailers. Make us your one-stop shop and see why we've been in business so long. Ohio Automotive, your parts expert in Finley at 525 West Main Cross Street. For over 100 years, iron workers have been building America. Do you have what it takes to be an iron worker? Do you like to work with your hands? Do you like to be creative and solve problems? Do you like to be outdoors and don't mind getting dirty? With starting pay of $18 an hour and with medical and retirement benefits, there are iron worker jobs available in Northwest Ohio. To take your career to new heights, call the Iron Workers Local 55 Training Center at 419-382-3080 and build a better future. From the Ohio News Network, this is the Ohio Education Association Tonight in High School Football. Named best sports program in the country by the National Association of State Radio Networks. Tonight in High School Football is presented by Bex Hybrids. Now here's your host, Skip Mossick. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Tonight in High School Football's Halftime Report. This evening, we'll head down to Cincinnati and talk some Southwest Ohio High School Football with Mike Dyer, who's covered high school sports in that area of the state for years. Mike joins us next on the Ohio News Network. Every farmer has their reason for why they do what they do. For Becks, it's faith, family, and farming. Since 1937, the Beck family and family of employees have been committed to honoring God and helping farmers succeed. Farming is full of extremes, and we face the challenges with hard work and steadfast determination, delivering quality line of products backed by legendary customer service. We look forward to standing by your side, supporting you as you live out the life you were meant to live. Bex, when it comes to farming, we believe in something more. I'm Ohio Education Association President Scott DeMauro, and on behalf of the OEA's 120,000 members, we're proud to bring you tonight's game. Our members are the public school educators who coach your kids on and off the field because we believe in the potential of every student and their right to a high-quality public education, no exceptions. That's why we will continue to speak in one voice to demand the supports and resources our public schools need because public education matters. with you every night through the long commuter fight and in the morning with your toasted mama lady oh who listens to radio no matter if it's summer winter spring or fall who listens to radio only 150 million 
To learn how radio can reach your target market, call 419-435-1430. Are you looking for a fun part-time job? Well, then come join us here at WBVI and WFOB. You can be a part of our local sports coverage. We cover high school football and volleyball in the fall, boys and girls basketball in the winter, along with multiple college and professional sports teams all year long. To apply, send your resume to Lance at WFOB.com. That's L-A-N-C-E at WFOB.com. Come join us here at WBVI and WFOB. Attention high school sports fans, are you an armchair official? You know, the parent or fan who constantly yells at the referees and loves to let everyone know just how bad you think they are. Well, if you think you could do better, then get in the game and prove it. It's time for you to suit up and make the calls where they actually count. Every sport in Ohio needs more officials. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. This is tonight in high school football on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Skip Mossick. We are presented by Bex Hybrids at Bex. They are and will remain farmers at hearts. And welcome back, everyone. Halftime of your game as we talk a little Southwest Ohio high school football this evening with Mike Dyer, who's covered high school sports for years down at WCPO. And Mike, such great high school football played in your area of the state. We've asked you about this before, but in a pro town like Cincinnati, Cincinnati, where the Reds, Bengals, UC, heck, even MLS soccer are so big. Does high school football get lost a little bit down there? It does not at all. Uh, Friday nights are reserved for high school football, and uh, it is a fabric of the community, as cliche as that may sound. But, uh, no, it is, it is certainly when you go from Division One to Division Seven. Uh, Friday nights are certainly high school football through and through, and it doesn't matter whether you're in the city of Cincinnati or you get out to the suburbs or, or uh, northern suburbs. Um, it is certainly uh, reserved for that tradition, and it, it speaks well for, uh, you know, all the teams and all the schools because uh, certainly, you know, these schools want to have that, keep that tradition, keep that vintage uh, high school sports uh, as much as we can, and, and I think that's true here in Cincinnati. Well, let me ask you about a couple specifics. Boy, Division One, Region 4 is wild. I mean, Milford and Princeton are 6-0, and and then, man, everybody else is 4-2 and or 3-3. Three and three. Are they just beating up on each other? I know, for example, Elder and St. X had an absolute classic a week ago. Yeah, it's been kind of a crazy time in Division One. People ask all the time, like, who's going to emerge out of Region 4? Obviously, Moeller been a state semifinalist the past two years. Uh, they have a new coach this year, but, uh, you know, uh, they've come on as of late, um, you know, after starting one and three against uh, Indiana opponents. Uh, they're on the cusp of a GCL South title tonight uh, playing at Elder at the Pit. But, uh, no, Milford, a ton of credit for longtime coach Tom Grippa trying to be 10-0 and for the first time in program history. Uh, last time they were 9-0 and was 1957. Wow. Skip. So uh, certainly, uh, you know, they're building a lot of things there with uh, Coach Grippa. And, you know, Princeton, um, they're 6-0 and for the first time since 1993, trying to win the outright GMC title from uh, 1993 as well. So uh, Coach Andre Parker in his third season, remember, he came over from Wenton Woods. Uh, Division two program, but uh, he's got the Vikings rolling right now. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about Whitten Woods, part of a trio with Anderson and Withrow there in Region 8. Any of those stand out as the team to beat? Skip, I'll say this, and I've been saying this to a lot of people. I think Division two, Region 8 is the most intriguing of our divisions here in Greater Cincinnati. I mean, you just have, you just mentioned it, Anderson, Withrow, Winton Woods, Kings, remember they were state semifinals just on the cusp of making it to Canton last year, and Harrison, how about LaSalle? You can't forget them. They won no. the state title. 
2019. So, uh, yeah, it is loaded. I was at the Anderson-Winton Woods game last week where Anderson uh, defeated Winton Woods, snapped their 18-game regular season win streak, uh, won that by a touchdown. And lo and behold, their defense really stepped up, uh, that being Anderson. And uh, so it's going to be a fun time when it comes to the playoffs. Well, speaking of winning streaks, I have to ask you about Wyoming and Division Four. Their regular season win streak is just unreal. It has to be a story mentioned every week, no? It really is, uh, Skip. I mean, I, I don't think they've gotten the recognition statewide that they deserve uh, Wyoming, they're number one, by the way, in all-time winning percentage in Ohio high school football history. Wow. The rich tradition. Uh, give a ton of credit to Coach Aaron Hancock. He's, he's done wonders with that program. But obviously, 73 consecutive regular season victories going into tonight's game against Deer Park. Uh, that is believed to be a state record. Uh, and certainly, uh, you know, they made it up to Canton last year with a Division Four state runner-up to Cleveland Glenville. At some point, do you think their non-league opponents will shy away from scheduling them, or do you think schools may want to get in line to eventually just slay the Dragons, so to speak? Yeah, it's kind of funny because uh, in Division Four, Region 16 down here, Taft uh, was the team that played Wyoming last year in the regional final. And those two teams uh, had played in the regular season, but uh, they don't this year. So, um, you know, it, it's kind of uh, one of those things where I think, uh, you, you know, Wyoming's tradition, as somebody kind of put it to me, uh, you know, you know their toughness going into it, and you know maybe you you think uh, if you're an opponent and you've beaten some other teams that you could do the same thing, use the same strategy, run the football right up the middle. But Wyoming, you can't do that. You just have to play differently. And lo and behold, they haven't lost uh, in the regular season since October of 2015. So that puts it in perspective. Mike Dyer has covered high school sports in the Cincinnati area for years with WCPO. Mike, we always appreciate your time. Love talking high school football with you. Skip, thank you very much. And we'll be back to wrap up this week's Ohio Education Association tonight in high school football halftime report presented by Bex Hybrids next on the Ohio News Network. Bex recognizes this week's player with heart, Selvin Vasquez Velasquez from Aiken High School for his commitment and passion on the field and within the farming community. I love cross country and soccer because uh, when I run cross country, it helped me to give more assistance in soccer. Both of them uh, helped me a lot. Selvin plays multiple sports and speaks multiple languages, and he uses that skill to help new students learn how to speak English. He's also busy with other activities, like Future Farmers of America. We take care of the animals, we feed them, we plant our plants, and then we, we grow it, and then uh, we, we give that food to uh, people uh, from our community. He brought his love for farming with him when he came to America from his home country. When I came from Guatemala, I hear about the opportunity and I say, uh, I'm gonna do that opportunity. This is my fourth, my fourth year uh, working on uh, agriculture. At Bex, we are and will remain farmers at heart. The annual turtle race has been canceled. Oh, you're kidding. Sadly, the beloved mime convention will not be held this year. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> is your favorite event canceled? I'm just getting word that ballerina bunnies on ice is a no-go. No! We're not. Radio. It's on. For more information about what radio can do for you, call 419-435-1430. We are the NFHS. That stands for the National Federation of State High School Associations. But really, what we stand for, together with the OHSAA, are the 339,000 high school sports students in Ohio. And so we stand. We stand for the runners, soccer, and basketball players. We stand for their coaches, administrators, and officials. 
We stand for the swimmers, football players, and wrestlers. We stand for the golfers, softball, and volleyball players. We stand as the national leader and advocate for high school athletics and all who participate in them and make them possible. Because it is our purpose to ensure that high school students get to play, perform, and compete together. To learn more about who we are and what we stand for, visit nfhs.org. With more ways than ever to connect to news and entertainment, did you know that 90% of new car buyers want to try it in true AM-FM radio option? That's because your local radio stations are reliable, trustworthy, and bring you a local connection that can't be replicated. Not to mention, we are free, no subscription or cellular data required. More than 80 million Americans each month depend on AM for their news, weather, and entertainment. Visit wearebroadcasters.com and tell us how you depend on AM. O-N-N. Our thanks once again to Mike Dyer for talking a little Cincinnati area high school football with us this evening. Enjoy the second half of your ball game. I'm Skip Mossick on the Ohio News Network. This has been the Ohio Education Association tonight in high school football. Presented by Bex Hybrids. A reminder, you can listen to many of our affiliate broadcasts from across the state at onnradio.com. From the Ohio News Network. Saturday morning, the doorbell rings, and like many Americans, I answer it. I open the door, and there's this guy dressed in a banana suit holding a flute. Why me? I say to myself, why do these people always pick me? Then the guy hands me his card, A1 Banana Control. He says, you've got a banana problem, and I'm the answer. And I'm thinking, hey, pal, I'm the answer. You're the problem when a real live banana drops out of the light fixture and lands on its feet. Four little feet and hightails it right out the door. They sense my presence, this guy says to me. Then he goes piping around the living room, scaring bananas literally out of every corner, opens up the piano, tra-la-la's it right up the stairs. The next thing I know, the banana man is being escorted down the stairs on the backs of hundreds of bananas. As they stampede by, he flips me the bill and yells back, remember, A1, we are bananas. Imagine that. You just did. You saw it on the radio. If you're an advertiser, this station and the Radio Advertising Bureau have news for you. Just call the station and say, I saw it on the radio. Have you noticed bad behavior has become normalized at interscholastic athletic events? Some fans seem angry. They lack civility toward one another. Some even get aggressive and unruly. Time out! What is going on? This has to stop. Let's not forget, school sports aren't just about winning. And they're definitely not an excuse to take your frustrations out on the official or the opponent. They're about teaching lessons like perseverance, respect, and empathy so students can learn and grow as people, not just as players. We all have a role to play in setting a good example for our students and teaching them these important values. So fans, it's time to step up your game and behave positively at interscholastic athletic events in Ohio. This message presented by the OHSAA and the Ohio Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Are you looking for a fun part-time job? Well, then come join us here at WBVI and WFOB. 
You can be a part of our local sports coverage. We cover high school football and volleyball in the fall, boys and girls basketball in the winter, along with multiple college and professional sports teams all year long. To apply, send your resume to Lance at WFOB.com. That's L-A-N-C-E at WFOB.com. Come join us here at WBVI and WFOB. Taking a quick look at sports, baseball is rocked by scandal as three All-Stars have tested positive for a new designer steroid that was previously undetectable. Rather than face suspension, all three plan to announce their retirements. No names have been officially released, but sources say they are outfielder Jeff. Please deposit 25 cents for the next three minutes. Radio. You shouldn't have to pay for it. This message brought to you by America's 13,000 local radio stations who believe some things were just meant to be free. Ohio Concrete Solutions takes this special time out to honor and recognize all our heroes who made this country what it is today. For those who served in our military, to the men and women of our police, fire department, and EMTs, we salute you and God bless. That's courtesy of Ohio Concrete Solutions, your complete and professional concrete contractor with a reputation for quality, service, reliability, and integrity. Call 419-322-9137 for Ohio Concrete Solutions in Finley on air supporting our military and first responder and saying U.S. all the way. Getting the kids to practice on time. Remembering if it's your day to bring snacks. Making it to the game with a clean jersey. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. Auto owners works with independent agents who answer when you call, so you can worry about more important things, like whether your kid is going to run toward first or third base. That's simple human sense. Ask Financial Design Insurance Agency in New Regal if auto owners make sense for you. They're huge. They're juicy. I'm talking about the delicious hot dogs and hamburgers from Smith's Family Foods that can't be beat for grilling up some tailgating fun for our local football games. Smith Family Foods specializes in fresh cut meats, Granny Smith deli salads, frozen chicken breasts, seafood, and appetizers. You can't forget Fritz's delicious secret recipe bratwurst. Smith's Family Foods Wholesale Outlet is located at 1773 West County Road 54 by the Seneca County Fairgrounds. Great news, Fostoria. The new watershed near the corner of 4th and Finley Streets is now open. This watershed offers another convenient location in the southwest corner of town to purchase pure water. You can also use the watershed off of Plaza Drive. Both watersheds are open 24-7 every day of the year. So grab your quarters and your containers and head to the closest watershed near you. For more info, go to nwwsd.org. Are you thinking about new flooring for your home? Snyder's Floor Covering Outlet in Bettsville is here for you. You can either come to our store or they can bring the samples to you with many new carpet and vinyl styles and colors in stock. Snyder's also offers 12-month financing and no charge measuring and estimates. Call today, 986-5599. That's 986-5599. Stop in and see our newly renovated showroom. Thank you for continuing to support Snyder's Floor Covering. Snyder's Floor Covering. No job too big or too small. Snyder's does it all. At Blanchard Valley Health System, we're looking for individuals to join our family of professionals. We require compassion, dedication, and the desire to make a difference in a fast-paced healthcare environment. Jobs are available in clinical and support services. We offer competitive wages and benefits. The culture of BVHS is unique and rewarding. Visit bvhealthsystem.org backslash careers to search our current openings. Blanchard Valley Health System. We're here for you. 
We know what it takes. We've done it all. At Five Star Maintenance and Construction, we built our crew on the foundation of dedication, hard work, and pride. Pride in a job well done that exceeds our clients' expectations and is executed with precision from start to finish. Welcome to Five Star Maintenance and Construction. We have been a leader in the industry of property preservation and construction management in Northwest Ohio. Each division of Five Star has a seasoned team to tackle even the most challenging property preservation and a dedicated on-site property manager for each property. Five Star Maintenance. We know what it takes. Looking for a job with a great company? Ropey Corporation has several positions available. They have general labor positions with a starting pay of $19.41 an hour with a raise after 90 days. There are currently second and third shift positions open. To apply, go to ropey.com and find career opportunities under the company tab. Come work for one of Northwest Ohio's best companies, privately held and family driven. The deals are hot, the inventory is plentiful, and buying a new to you car is fun with the guys at Warner Economy Corner. All new inventory is spicing things up on the corner of Blanchard and Blanchard, and there are some unique vehicles to choose from. If it's price, customer service, or inventory, Warner Economy Corner has it all. Visit today for the best deals around. Trade or no trade, we can work with you. Visit Warner Economy Corner today. This is Jim Fruth, candidate for judge of the Tiffin Fostoria Municipal Court. Please exercise your right to vote and make your voice heard. And when you do, I would appreciate your support and your vote. Paid for by Fruth for Judge Committee, Thomas W. Zerm Treasurer, and approved by Jim Fruth, candidate for judge of the Tiffin Fostoria Municipal Court. Saying goodbye to summer is less sad when you realize your favorite fall flavors are here at Big B Coffee. Celebrate the return of our sweet foam pumpkin cold brew, pumpkin spice latte, and our caramel apple cider. Pair these delicious fall sips with our maple waffle sandwich or pumpkin muffin. Available for a limited time at one of the two Big B Coffee locations in Findlay, one on Trenton Avenue and one on Tiffin Avenue. Summer sell down is going on at Spitzer Buick GMC in Finley. The season's best deals on all new and used inventory. The best way to buy a new Buick or GMC or a used vehicle is at Spitzer. All new Buicks and GMCs come with our Spitzer Shield nationwide lifetime powertrain warranty and first year complimentary maintenance. Our Spitzer Shield also covers our certified used vehicles with a 172 point inspection and seven year 100,000 mile powertrain warranty. Shop in person on Bright Road or 24 7 online at SpitzerBuickGMC.com. My name is Carrie Malligan with the Harold Floriana Funeral Home. A lot has changed in the recent years, including my father stepping down to enjoy his retirement. But some things remain the same. My husband Tony and I are proud to continue the long-standing family tradition of commitment and pride in this community. We promise to take care of you before, during, and after a death occurs. Stop in today at 301 West Tiffin Street to take the worry out of a funeral by pre-planning it with the Harold Floriana Funeral Home. We are here from Frost Cow Now Stadium. You're signed for today's action. Game one of our double header is between Colombian and Clyde. 42 to nothing is your score. It has been all Colombian here so far. Of course, stay tuned in for our game two coverage. About two hours or so from now, it'll be countered to taking on Margaretas. We have a little doubleheader of both the Tiffin High Schools here. Lance Morris alongside Pete Seymour for today's action for both of these games here on Classic Hits 96.7 WBVI online through WBVI.com. And 
will, of course, start with a running clock. And I forgot to warn you about this, Pete, but I, that's, this is what I do when we're in a running clock scenario. Is I say, okay, now you, Pete, have to name the ways the clock stops. Are you prepared to answer that question? Because you look like you might, but maybe not know all of what does need to happen for a clock stoppage to happen while the score is 30 or more points of a margin. And I did that. We'll to, I did I that. Get. I did that to fill time for you to answer. We'll see how close I get. So the times it has to stop. Penalties. Penalties. Injuries. Injuries. Actually, I think it has to be like a big penalty. A big penalty. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't think, I don't think it. Don't normal think it's penalty, penalty is. It's. It has to be a penalty, and I think it has penalty. Be a penalty with an injury or something of that nature for it to stop. So yes, injury, it stops. Scores. Mm, I don't think technically it stops. When it's, it, when it's a change of possession. Yes, yes. Then as soon as so it's until, spotted, it's running again. Uh, yes, correct. Until until things happen that need to, you know, the PAT, then when it's the kick, then after that is when it can stop again. So we're getting there. Let me keep thinking. <laughs> Let me keep thinking. I gave Jimmy, I, I, I didn't give it. I took a cheat sheet. I think it was actually somewhere in this press box of the different ways that it can stop. But we are having a, here on Florian, if you're on kick, it'll be returnable for Klein as they actually cut it all the way back towards this side of the field. But a nice tackle that time for Colombian as that time a big stop. And that'll uh, result in getting the play. It was Ryan Hook on the stop as uh, the younger player. Stop right there on the Colombian side to keep what theoretically could have been a very big play as they were able to cut it all the way back towards this near side before being brought down. But even with all that, it will still be at the 20-yard line to start the stride for Clyde. Clyde only seven first downs in the first half of play. 12 rushes for 23 yards. 64 yards through the air. And they just couldn't get ahead of the chains, Lance. First and 10 for Clyde as they'll throw it on the far side. That's going to be hauled in for a grab. It'll be First, or the catch on first down and a little more for Game Shortridge on the far side of the field as like he'll pick up about four or five. But yeah, again, you, you, got, you said you have all the stats from that opening half, and the numbers, uh, the numbers are certainly numbers, I can say that much. Yeah, absolutely staggering, but the big one that sticks out to me and one that is a little odd, Lance, is five of six for Tiffin Columbian on third downs, and they haven't didn't seem like they faced too many third downs. I was going to say, didn't feel like they had that many third downs. Five of six is exceptional. So it will now be third and three after a little three-yard run by Clyde as it will be three receivers to the right side, just one out to the left. Gun in the shotgun, running back to his left side as they're down under 10 to 40 left to go here in the third quarter. As he bobbles the snap, has to just end up falling on top of that one to keep that one from possibly being a scoop and score situation for the Colombian D. And, and just kind of similar to the first half, you know, positive, positive, and then a big uh, big miss there brings up fourth down. They'll be forced to punt. And second time today we've already seen a miscue on the snap. That one not going for as big of a loss. The one in the first half is about 20-some yards there, Lance. But again... Drive stalls out because of a hiccup on offense and playing teams on, and tornadoes are going to have great field position once again. So it will be fourth and nine for Clyde as they'll punt from about the eight yard line. Clyde was only one of seven on third down in the first half. 
a high punt that time. It'll take a Clyde bounce, though, deeper into Colombian territory and be down at about the 40-yard line, so solid punt as it'll... Now, that will be one of the ways the clock does stop with the change of possession. 9.45 remains in this third quarter. It's all Colombian here, though, by a score of 42 to nothing. And, of course, the then question becomes for Judd Lutz and company, how long do you let the offense and, you know, just the starters in general stay on the field? And at what point do you turn to maybe some of your younger guys? Yeah, and the Colombian offense with 17 first downs in that first half. 188 yards through the air, 210 yards on the ground. We saw that balance, but again, the difference, the first two drives of this game. As it'll be Seitz getting the handoff this time, and he is doing a very good Damian Brockington impression as he gets a big first down run and some more as he picks up about 20. And that was big number 69, Max Fortney once again pounding his chest after that play. He's the one who opened that hole up from his left tackle position. He got downhill and allowed his runner to get to the outside. Well, you can just tell how much they practice those trap plays because they're blocked so well. First and 10 coming up here for Columbian as they already get into Clyde territory at the 40-yard line as we get under nine minutes to go in this third quarter. They'll look to hand it off again to Sides. This time not much doing. We'll be... A positive game, but only about two and a half that time. Uh, Seitz, now over the century mark, he came in with 99 yards rushing on the ground so far this year. Need to have at least one run in that first half a little later on. I think one of those might have came back from, from a, one, of the, one of the holding, holding penalties. penalties. Yep, 100%. 22 carries coming in today. Good change of pace back, though. He gets again, he can get through those holes. It'll be second down and seven coming up for Colombian. Two receivers left, one to the right as they'll send Bryce Rogo slightly in motion now as an up back on the left side. They'll hand it off again, Sites right side. He'll try and get away from a defender, won't be able to do so as he'll be brought down by Coleman Daniel, the 6'6 senior that time from Clyde. He has been a bright spot on this Clyde defense throughout that first half of play. Stands at 6'6", he's got a big frame, can get into the backfield, and that time able to bring the running back down after just barely a short gain, Lance. And he's going to have to step up in the second half, but again, a big-time bright spot. He's a big body in the middle. We'll just see if he can move that offensive line of the Tornadoes here. So now it'll be third and long. Damian Brockington checking back in for Columbian. Two receivers out to each side. Rogo looking to throw, looking for it all once again. Just barely overthrows. Jack Corper has he able to take a little bit off of that. Corper would still be running, and he'd actually be well past the end zone. He'd hop over the band and just continue going, but instead it'll bring up a fourth down. At Corper that time coming out of his slot position, it was a wheel route to the short side of the field, which was the near side, and that ball, like you said, lands just overthrown. A nice route, though, and, man, one step in that six. And here's a change. Colombian will punt. They haven't had to punt today. Although it'll be an interesting punch just because you are somewhat deep in Clyde territory. You're going to snap the ball at about the 39. A little too long for a field goal. As Liam Kerr will punt that one away. Goes out of bounds right around the 15-yard line. We'll see exactly where they mark it as it'll be again. We'll see the clock stop with 6.43 left to go. Third quarter, 42-0 your score. Colombian the lead on Klein. And I believe that's actually the first time that Liam Kerr has punted this year because typically it's been really normal back there. But with uh, if nothing else, with the score being the way it is, they let uh, Liam Kerr go and uh, try out punting. 
Yeah, not a bad job either inside the 20. Especially because you, did, you didn't have to get a big kick on that one yep. because you didn't have that much field to work with before the end zone pops up. So now we first and 10 for Clyde. They'll have the ball on their own 17-yard line. See three to the right, one to the left. They'll throw it on the near side. It's going to be caught by Cam Shortridge. They'll get away from one defender, trying to sidestep another. Finally will be brought down as he gets just past the 20-yard line, out to about the 21-yard line for a pickup of about four or five. Another bright spot for this Clyde team in the four, first half was Shortridge, but a nice job that time by Ben Watt. He plays so much bigger than five foot six. That would have probably been a short gain or a loss if he didn't take his cornerback and push him to the inside of the field and allow his wide receiver get, to get over to the sidelines. Second out in five now for Clyde as they'll flip the receivers out to the wide side of the field on the left side. Just one receiver to the right. They'll send Shortridge in motion. So they'll continue to keep things going as they do another hard snap count that time. Down Gunn will take this one. He'll hand it off this time. It'll be Sheffield with the carry, and he's got a nice head of steam. He's going to have a first down and a little more as he'll get out to about the 32-yard line for a gain of 10. And Sheffield just getting skinny that time, going right between the tackles. Sheffield, one of the guys that gets some carries, but not a whole lot. Only had seven before that last handoff right there. The three receivers to the right side, one to the left. Gunn going to roll two is right. Look downfield. Going to throw that one. That's going to be incomplete as he was looking for Jackson Dasher. As you, you, you put your hands up like he missed something, so did he in fact miss something? Shortridge was wide open at about the 50-yard line down the field. He could have held that ball for another half a second longer. He may have had six with a good throw there. Shortridge does a good job of getting open. I've been watching him all day, and he's a, he's a good player. Sense of awareness on the outside. He's a good blocker, and he can hustle. Second out and 10 for Clyde. 4.50 left to go in the third quarter with the running clock. Gunn going to now roll slightly to his left. He'll just tuck and run now. He's able to make a little something out of that one as he gets to about the 35-yard line, picking up three, making it third, and the touch more manageable. Now Brady Gooding learned from the first half, and that time on the wheel route, he stuck with his man going down that sideline. I think it was Ben Watt. Clyde offense did hit on that in the first half, and that time a good job by Brady Gooding. Able to stay back in the coverage, and the pocket collapsed. It'll be third down and seven here for Clyde. Under four and a half to go in the third quarter. 42-0 your score. Columbian the lead over Clyde. See three receivers out to the right, one to the left. Handed off right up the middle, but nothing doing as many TC players into the backfield. They're only able to pick up just a yard or so. That'll bring up fourth down. And they haven't been able to get Chancey Miracle really going today. He's a good back, Lance. He's in the middle of the conference in a lot of these rushing categories, but he's really their workhorse, and they just couldn't get a rhythm established from the beginning of the game, and so far he's getting mad at the line of scrimmage, and that'll bring up a fourth, and it's manageable, but it's long. Offense looks like they'll stay on the field, at least for the time being. Fourth and five for Clyde from their own 37-yard line. Three receivers to the right, one to the left. They will, in fact, go for it. Gone. Rolls to his right. Looks to throw. That's intercepted. Taking it the other way. Who else but Damian Brockington as he cuts it back to the far side of the field. Almost gets away from a defender. Bryce Carter is able to bring him down. But that's the second pick tonight for Damian Brockington. And he now has five on the season. Have yourself a day, Damian Brockington. That time just... The ball was a little bit overthrown, Lance, just a tad, and Brockington able to high point that ball. Man, he only stands at 5'10", but he got up, got right in front of the receiver, picked it off, and 
across the other side of the field, he was looking for more green space, but you know when he gets out into space, he's got a head of steam, they were able to tackle him, but man, Brockington just having a heck of a day and destroying the athleticism there, able to slide up from the cornerback spot and make another big play for this defense. It's like you talk to maybe someone who just wasn't here, wasn't able to watch or listen to the game, they're like, oh yeah, did you have a good game? He's like, oh yeah, 200 some yards on the ground, a couple interceptions, you know, no big deal. Couple touchdowns. Couple touchdowns. Another day at the office. Exactly. It'll be first and 10 now for Columbian after the interception. They'll hand it off to Seitz right side. He'll pop it back outside after running into, I think, the backs of one of his linemen as he's able to make a little something out of that one, picks up about three. Yeah, Seitz just able to bounce it outside that time. Not a bad job on first down. Once again, going to the ground for this Tornado offense. And I'm excited to see that how this playbook opens up. You have a big lead, but the chance for the Tornadoes to work on some fundamentals here and we really only see them put together one really long drive, Lance. So see what they can do here with a little bit of a shorter field and a second and eight. It's going to have Nate for Columbian. We'll see two receivers left, one to the right. They send him in motion from right to left. They'll pitch it on the left side for Seitz. He'll be met pretty quickly. He'll be spun down for a loss at that time. Nice stop at that time. That was number 52, Blake Hershey, that time for Clyde. And Cedric Messer blew that play up from his cornerback position. Number two came up and beat his man off the edge. And that's what set the edge and caused the loss. So now, one of, I think, the only time really that the offense has been slowed down at all on the Colombian side of things is it'll be third and 13 now as we're down to 2.10 left to go in this third quarter. A reminder today's second half to you, today is brought to you by Smith Family Food, your total service food partner located at 1773 West County Road 54 in Tiffin. Rogo dropping back, looking to throw, looking for Bryce again and brings it in on the near side at about the four yard line. What a throw, what a catch from Braden to Bryce Rogo. Well, Braden threw that ball before his receiver broke his route and timing pattern all the way and what a connection just an out route to the near side of the field and his eyes started to the far side of the field lance came back across and was able to complete that wow that's just a progression throw and a good one at that so that'll be first and goal from the four for Colombian. with under 90 seconds now to go here in the third quarter due to the running clock rogo will hand it off sights as he'll have it left side, he's near pay dirt. He'll be just shy of pay dirt. Stopped at the one. Well, that's a tough run. Man, he got his shoulder pads low that time and kept those legs churning on the ground, Lance. He was sniffing that goal line, and, man, I think he wants one for himself here. And I think he very much does, wants to get in on the scoring for Columbia and try and add on to their 42 to nothing lead second goal from the one now for Colombian only has one score coming in today does sites will send Bryce Rogo in motion they'll hand it to sites sites will walk into the end zone for the Colombian touchdown adding on to their lead here later in the third quarter wow Max Fortney at left tackles just having himself a day against his man absolutely untouched to trot into the end zone Lance and that's the story of the day for this Colombian offense 48-0 pending the extra point Wow, just smooth. So we will have the refs waiting before they can officially let this go as the clock will run. And the clock's actually could run depending on how quickly they will kick this one away since the clock continues to run. Kind of there for the PAT. 
Kick is up once again, and it is good, and that'll actually do it here for the third quarter of action. All Colombian still, 49 to nothing. Colombian now leads, will subside for a quick timeout. You're listening to High School Football on Glasgow's 96.7 WBBI. My mom always said, if there's dust, then make the most of it. Learn the alphabet. Hi, this is Dawn from the Classic Hits Morning Show. Don't mind the dust at Morgan Advanced Materials because they're making some pretty cool stuff for some really cool markets. Morgan Advanced Materials makes products that go into space, into the semiconductor industry, and in wind turbines. Now that's pretty cool. Join their team. Apply at MorganAdvancedMaterials.com, where they're making this world a pretty cool place. NWO has news. We are excited to announce the newest addition to the NWO family. Dr. Ryan Tran is a local who was raised in the area, trained by the Cleveland Clinic, and has returned to his hometown to care for your whole family, just like he does his own. Dr. Tran is now accepting new patients of all ages in our Tiffin office. Make your appointment today to experience the benefits of family care by a hometown professional. There's only one place to go. NWO. We are here to continue action and start the fourth quarter. Hope you got your fours up as we start quarter number four. All Colombian, 49 to nothing. They lead Klein. Double header action here at Frost Canal Stadium. Lance Morris, Pete Seymour with you. Classic, it's 96.7 WBVI. I'll have the WBVI.com. I asked this question facetiously on the front end, so bear with me. Who do you think's happier? Colombian for how awesome they've played today or the Calvert faithful? that they'll start at the very least on time. On time. That's a fantastic <laughs> question, Lance. Because, I mean, they were hoping to start at 8. Neither at this rate, upset. you might be able to start at, like, 7.30, if, depending on if you can get the homecoming stuff all in, in, uh, in line beforehand. I mean, I, I think that time is just now more on their side than they were, you know, possibly having to work against time. Now I can tell you they're probably in a better mood than if, Colombian was losing and it ran late. True. <laughs> Except for another Harold Furry and a funeral home kick. It'll be returnable for Clyde. It's another big tackle that time on the Colombian side as they're quite able to get onto, it looks like with forward progress, just shy of the 30. Do have a flag come in at the very end of that run as well. And Manny Oler got the best of the returner. Stands at 5'8. He's a senior, number 52, lay in the wood that time on the return. We'll check the flag. I don't know if A.J. Hickman said or did something, but the referee removed him. So they did call an unsportsmanlike penalty against Colombian, so might have uh, might have been just saying a no-no word or two. Yeah, after the play. That flag came into the backside after the play. You can see the flag came well after the play was done. So now that'll... Give Klein some good field position to start off this fourth quarter. Still looking to get their first points. The game on the board trailing 49 to nothing. So we'll see two receivers out to each side. Drake Gunn in the shotgun. He'll send him in motion now over to the right side. Taking the snap, he'll hand it off. Looks like actually we've got some reserves in there for Clyde. It looks like Jonathan Lance now stepping in at quarterback. Sophomore stands at six feet tall. So Clyde has some 
reserves on the field. Imagine Columbian either will or has already done the same. This later stages of the game. Lance will throw that one off far side. Nice little pitch and catch on the far side for Clyde. We'll see exactly where they mark him. Looks like they'll mark it at about the 41. Patinko, Bryson Patinko on the reception that time as Clyde going a little further into their bench, getting some of these younger guys some time. So get into Colombian territory on to out the 41-yard line, 10.45 left to go here in this one. All Colombian 49-0. Hand off, left side, stood up almost immediately that time as that's Cole Singstock on the carry for Clyde. Second out and long coming up for Clyde. A reminder, today's second half brought to you by Smith Family Food, your total service food partner located at 1773 West County Road 54 in Typical, 419-447-5382 for your food service needs. Second out and long for Clyde. They'll throw it and catch it to the far side for Jackson Dashner. And Dashner able to get a first down and a little more and might be the backups on the field for the most part for both of these teams, but Clyde's starting to get some offense going. Yeah, Jonathan Lance, I like what he's doing back there. Once again, the six-foot sophomore delivering the ball early and on time. Had his man that time. Chains move again, and Clyde offense has some rhythm. First and 10 for Clyde from the Columbian 25-yard line. Three receivers left side, one to the right. And looks like we'll actually see Coach Lutz take the timeout here right now with 9.39 left to go in this contest is that's another one of the ways that a clock can be stopped as a timeout. I don't know. I don't think we might have forgotten that on the front end. Well, I, we, you, Me. you, Pete. So we, of course, again, see the timeout taken. Timeouts tonight brought to you by Roto-Rooter. Give Tim Munger a call at 419-435-3360. Away go troubles. Down the drain, and certainly haven't been too much troubles on the Columbian side of things with this 49 nothing score, but now are in danger of letting up uh, letting up that shutout with Clyde starting to get down the field. Well, you definitely don't want to let up the shutout, but the experience that some of these younger guys are going to gain today is invaluable. You get to run your first team offense with a different quarterback, a few different guys, get some valuable experience here to end the game. Pitch and catch near side for Clyde as kind of just ran right into the shoulder pads of a Colombian player on the reception that time for Clyde was number eight, Bryson Petenko again a second grab of the night now for Clyde as it brings up second and short. Second down and three now for Clyde. Two receivers out to each side. Running back to the left of Jonathan Lance in the gun. He'll hand it off. That'll be Sengstock with the carry as he'll get to the edge, try and get his way in, but he's going to be just shy of the end zone as he shoved out of bounds at the one. Yeah, that's a nice move from Lance right up the middle. He saw that hole was plugged, put his right foot in the ground and angled out to the sideline. He outran one linebacker and got close to the goal line. They're sniffing the goal line, but productive drive here. Couple first downs, now first and goal from the one. First and goal from the one. Clyde chance to get their first points of the game on the board. Under now eight and a half minutes left to go. 49 nothing. your score. Columbian with the lead over Clyde, but... Clyde looking to again get some points on the board here late in this one. Two receivers to the left, one to the right. They, hand, they fake the handoff and roll, and that's a touchdown catch for Clyde. It'll be Dawson Jeffrey getting his first touchdown grab of the season. 
Well, it's a good thing that they pulled that out on the play action because the running back up the Would middle got leveled. Would have been absolutely leveled. stuffed. But a very nice play call. The receiver leaks out the far end of the line, right into the far side of the end zone, and catches it right on the tip and eye, it looked like, Lance. And that's a nice play call for their first six. It looks like they'll also go for two. Haven't kicked a whole lot of PATs on the season. They've attempted 11 so far, so haven't done that every time they've gone for a touchdown. And now they actually will end up trying for a PAT. Looked like they were going to go for two initially. And that is a muffed snap. Oh, Trey can't even get on top of it. So Colombian even gets that in their favor. The PAT will, in fact, be no good. Do see a flag come in as well right before the end of that play. That's sitting about the three-yard line. I didn't that's catch it. That's right at about the line of scrimmage. Yep. So either offsides or I can't imagine you call a holding. And even if you do, obviously Colombian would decline. Uh, so I think they said they went over top of the center. A leverage call. So now because of that, I would think now Clyde would go for two yeah. just because of the free yardage. So yeah, not allowed to jump over the center. Oh. Used to be legal. Used not to be anymore. Legal. Not anymore. I get it. So they will still uh will still just opt for trying the PAT with Tyler Sofer. Remember when we used to watch people line up like ten yards back and then try and leap the center on the snap count? One of your favorite players of yeah, all time was very well known for doing that in Troy Palomalu. <laughs> watched that for a long time. As now the PAT will be there and will be up and good. Makes it 49-7. to Your score, Colombian with the lead over Clyde. We'll go ahead and step aside for a quick timeout. You're listening to High School Football Classic. It's 96.7 WBBI. Premier Bank has that good vibe banking. Visit a branch to learn how you can earn $200 by opening a new simple checking account and completing simple transactions. Visit yourpremierbank.com slash good vibes to view offer details. Member FDIC. Roto-Rooter is always the first name you think of when you have problems with your sewer system or any other household drains. Tim Munger and Roto-Rooter will thoroughly clean your sewer system, sink, shower drains, and toilets. The Mungers have been serving the Faustoria and Seneca County area for over 65 years. Give Tim Munger a call at 419-435-3360. That's 419-435-3360 for all of your drain cleaning needs. And away go troubles down the drain. Back we are here to resume action. Fourth quarter of today's matchup between Columbian and Klein. Game one of our doubleheader here in Tiffin. Lance Moore, Speed CMR with you. Classic hits 96.7 WBVI online through WBVI.com. The Herald Florian, if you don't kick, will actually bounce off of a couple Columbian players. They just actually end up popping on top of that one and make sure they have possession. I mean, I'd say maybe not the smartest thing, but probably the smart thing to do with the score being what it is. You don't want to give Clyde any extra ammunition, so we'll see what Colombian opts to do here as they'll be down now with uh, 7.20 left to go. We'll see how uh, much 
Colombian goes into their bench because I believe that Zach Shawberry now looks like he's going to take over at quarterback. And he's listed as the backup quarterback, but I don't think he's actually had the chance to go into the game at quarterback until this very moment this season. Another kid with a good frame, a 6'4 junior. And he's just like, uh, just like Braden, just like Bryce, just like some of the other guys. Great athlete, great basketball player. Was a big part of uh, Colombian's team last year as a sophomore. So he's definitely quite the athlete. They'll end up handing it off on first and 10 and they'll end up getting out to looks like about the 11-yard line for a pickup of about five. So that was Hayden Miller on the carry that time, the 5'8 junior. Yeah, it doesn't look like Shawberry has yet to air one out this year. So if he has quarterback, at least uh, in some of these games, has not had to throw the ball. Clock will again continue to run. Running clock scenario here, 49-7. to 7. Currently your score, 6-15 left to go in this one. Can it off again. That'll be Miller on the carry once again. They'll gain some successful yards. They'll be stopped. Looks like at about the 14, picking up another three. So we get now down under six minutes left to go here. 49 to 70 on the Ropey Corporation scoreboard, celebrating over 60 years as leading manufacturer in the commercial flooring industry. Some changes on the offensive line. Ethan Schmidt, a junior in there, number 75. Looks like number 70, rather 67. Brant Kuhn, also a junior in there. But man, Lance, this line is very deep. You just see seniors and juniors replacing seniors and juniors for the next year. Third down and seven, third down and four now for Columbia. As they'll hand it off again. Miller going to be stuffed this time. This looks like he'll end up losing a yard, bring up a fourth down. And another time, uh, second time, it looks like Columbia will be forced to punt. Uh, Caden Perkins that time, he's a junior, number 23, came downhill from his cornerback spot and was able to thwart the running back in the backfield, and here comes the punting unit. So now some of the players that have checked out primarily will come on because, as per usual, most teams have the same special teams. Usually you don't have backups to the backups for your special teams. Usually it'll still be the same guys out there. So we'll see... Liam Kerr punt away once again, has a little more field to work with, but this time not going to be the punt he would have wanted. It will take, though, a Colombian roll, and that roll makes it look a lot better than it was off of the leg as it'll be down to just shy of the 45, so Clyde will take over in Colombian territory, but could have been a lot worse based on how that kick started. Yeah, they kicked it from the 14-yard line, Lance, and that ball bounced at about the 32, and it rolled another about 15 yards. Well, he'll take that. We'll see the Clyde offense get back on the field. It might be the second unit, but the second unit was able to get things going. That's the best drive they put put together. Let's talk about him. Jonathan Lance, the six-foot sophomore. Heck of a job. First and ten now for Clyde from the Columbian 45. They'll hand it off. It'll be far side. Adam Young on the carry this time for Clyde as they will get out to about the 39 for a gain of six. Lucas Hart, number 18, for the Tornadoes out there to make the stop. Another healthy gain, though, and 
Lance, when you get these running back into some space, they have some speed, but the problem is space hasn't been there so far today. Second down and four now for Clyde. Down to under four minutes left to go in this one. 49 to seven, your score. Columbia in the lead on Clyde. And another late substitution on the Clyde side at running back. Lance will take the snap. A nice little head of steam for the running back who just checked into the game for Clyde as get out to about the 26 yard line. Let you know who was on the carry if we are able to as Clyde continues to go down their bench of running backs. You know what? I'm going to give some credit to the offensive line. Nicholas Rowe, he's a 5'7", 167 pound freshman. He absorbed a block there. He took a shot, but it allowed his running back to get out into space. I'm still checking on the number of that running back, but wow, great job by the freshman. So we did see a penalty against Columbian. As yes, the sun has uh, peaked back out. It had been hiding for a while behind some of the clouds, but is uh, is now up in uh, up in a spot where it makes seeing things a little harder up here in the box. Well, we thought when that sun went down, it was going to get a little cooler, Lance. But that sure as heck hasn't happened yet. Uh, has not uh, has not happened just yet. Another handoff for Clyde. So we'll see a flag. flag come in right as that play was developing. And again, flags do not stop the clock as we get down to under two and a half minutes left to go as Clyde looking to drive the field. Actually, they'll wave off that flag. But Clyde, again, you're looking to drive down the field, get their second points of the second score on the board and maybe the second unit again, but any momentum is positive momentum. I feel like for Clyde Lance, this game is going to be really hard to evaluate just because of how it started. On paper, we talked about it. These teams are closer than what the score is. And first half is... Shouldn't have been that out of hand. Clyde will look to throw, but that'll be incomplete. Receiver hadn't even turned back looking for the football just yet. So good coverage that time from Clyde to get him, I guess, out of that little timing play. It'll bring up a third long. Still don't hate the ball by Lance, though. That was on time. His receiver just wasn't looking. Almost hit him right in the back. Third down in nine now for Clyde. Ball on the Columbian 13 down to 90 seconds remain. They'll throw again. This time incomplete as he overthrows his running back a little bit as he was looking for Patenko. And that'll bring up a fourth down. But clock will again continue to run. So we'll see what Clyde looks to do to try and keep this drive going. Do have a little bit of yardage between a first down and a touchdown if Clyde is able to get into some open field. Well, Lance, I think that last play was a perfect example. Two plays ago, timing was off on the one side. That third down play just seemed out of sync. So we'll see Lance back to throw, looking across the middle. I think that's caught. Yes, it is for a Clyde touchdown. With 53 seconds left to go, the second unit for Clyde now puts their second touchdown of the game on the board. Wow, that made it through a few different defenders. I'm going to take a look at it right here on our replay that we have next to us because that was a perfectly threaded ball right down the middle of the field. I was going to say, there were plenty of, plenty of coverage that time as well. It was either going to be a touchdown or an interception. Yes. And it found the hands of a flyer for the score. We'll see Klein try One. another PAT. There were four of them right there, right over the linebackers, right beneath the safety in for the score. So we will see another PAT. With the way the clock is going, we're only really going to have time for one play, even if it is a kneel down, as 
We'll see a flag there and not even going to indicate if it's good or not because it's going to be an offsides call against Colombian and because of, the, because of the clock running, that's going to probably do it unless they stop the clock. Yep, that's going to do yeah, it. Yeah, they will, they will stop the okay. clock before we get down to six seconds, so they will still have time to try and kick a PAT. See another PAT try on the Clyde side as the clock does restart, and that is up and good, and that'll put a bow on this one, a 49-14 win for Columbian as they extend their record now to 6-1 and one and get another win here in the SBC Lake. Complete game by Columbian Lance. It started on the first drive, continued on the second drive, hit halftime. Columbia didn't look back. They finished it off. A few things to build on for Clyde. Like I said, if you play this game 10 times, I don't think it's going to have this result all 10 times. I don't think these teams are too far apart, but with the start that the Tornadoes had, man, Lance, it, it's tough to come back from that if you're Clyde. But again, some positive things to build on. They had their third string QB in there, and Jonathan Lance, and he get two touchdowns off some drives, so there's a positive. Drake Gunn, he has some pocket presence. There's some things that he needs to work on when he is under some pressure, but overall, not a horrible performance, just a phenomenal performance from Columbia tonight. So that's a, again, 49-14 to 14 win here for Colombian. So we're going to go ahead and step aside for one final timeout and then come back and wrap this one up here from Frost Cow. Now, again, a 49-14 win for Colombian Overclyde. You're listening to High School Football on Classic Hits 96.7 WBVI. They're huge. They're juicy. I'm talking about the delicious hot dogs and hamburgers from Smith's Family Foods that can't be beat for grilling up some tailgating fun for our local football games. Smith Family Foods specializes in fresh-cut meats, Granny Smith deli salads, frozen chicken breasts, seafood, and appetizers. You can't forget Fritz's delicious secret recipe bratwurst Smith's Family Foods Wholesale Outlet is located at 1773 West County Road 54 by the Seneca County Fairgrounds. Our job since 1945 has been to keep our customers satisfied. Ohio Automotive has experienced staff and sales associates who can help you with our wide range and variety of parts for everything from cars to Class 8 trucks and trailers. Make us your one-stop shop and see why we've been in business so long. Ohio Automotive, your parts expert in Finley at 525 West Main Cross Street. For over 100 years, iron workers have been building America. Do you have what it takes to be an iron worker? Do you like to work with your hands? Do you like to be creative and solve problems? Do you like to be outdoors and don't mind getting dirty? With starting pay of $18 an hour and with medical and retirement benefits, there are iron worker jobs available in Northwest Ohio. To take your career to new heights, call the Iron Workers Local 55 Training Center at 419-382-3080 and build a better future. Seneca Millwork is now hiring. They have a starting pay of $18.04 an hour with a raise to $18.31 after 90 days with a shift differential of $0.25 an hour for the third shift. Seneca Millwork offers medical, vision, dental, life insurance, and a 401k contribution. Apply online at SenecaMillwork.com or apply online through Indeed. Come work at Seneca Millwork, located at 300 Court Place in Faustoria. Seneca Millwork, part of the Ropey Holding Company family. Getting the kids to practice on time. Remembering if it's your day to bring snacks. 
making it to the game with a clean jersey. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. Auto Owners works with independent agents who answer when you call, so you can worry about more important things, like whether your kid is going to run toward first or third base. That's simple human sense. Ask Financial Design Insurance Agency in New Regal if Auto Owners makes sense for you. The Northwestern Water and Sewer District now has two watersheds in Fostoria to get pure water at a low price. Watersheds are located off of Plaza Drive on the north end of town and our newest location near 4th and Finley Streets. If you don't like the taste of well water, try watershed water. Just bring your own containers and fill up for a quarter a gallon. Try watershed water today. For all locations, go to nwwsd.org. We are here to wrap this one up here from Frost Cow now stating a 49 to 14 win for Colombian over Clyde Lansmore's Pete Seymour with you classic hits 96.7 WBVI online through WBVI.com and really if we're being technical we could have called this one about midway through the first but we were able to see Colombian uh, finish out this one a 49 14 win second unit for Clyde though able to get some nice things going get a couple scores of their own on the board but I mean, Pete, this game just, like you said, went off the rails very quickly on the Clyde side when you allow three touchdowns within the first four plays you face on defense. I mean, that's hard for any team to come back from. So just the fact that the second unit was able to get anything going, I mean, you can take a little solace in that, but just kind of what are your overall thoughts from this one? Well, like I said, Lance, for each coaching staff, I think it's going to be kind of difficult to take this film into the room to break it down because no football game ever starts like that, no matter how lopsided. Except this one. <laughs> except this one, which wasn't on paper a lopsided game uh, to start. And so coming into this one, we thought it was going to be a little bit more balanced. And the funny thing is, is Colombian ended up still very balanced through the passing and the running. They just did it early and often. We look at some of the halftime stats. It was 42-0. So only seven more for Colombian in the second. And like you said, Clyde able to put together two nice drives. And Clyde has some positives as well. But you have to take this one in, pack it up, realize that you didn't play your best game of football. And the difference besides that first quarter is the correctable mistakes from Clyde. We talked about the positives. They would get on a drive, gain some momentum, gain some momentum. All of a sudden whether it's a bad snap, a penalty, an overthrow. Something would happen, that momentum would stop, the next few plays would be a little shaky, maybe lead to an interception, another mental mistake. Back to ball goes back to Colombian and tornadoes take over. And that offense is not to be joked with, Lance. They were as advertised today, like we said, and they have a lot of guys they can spread the ball around to. And that's the one thing that really impressed me. Yeah, we saw the normal household names get the ball, but they also spread the ball around to a lot of wealth of receivers. And when you can do that, you know you have a lot of different weapons, and you're going to have to make the other team cover all of those weapons, and something that Clyde just did, couldn't do tonight. And, I mean, those weapons for Colombian were able to do their thing. Brockington took the first handoff. He had 68 yards for the touchdown, then turned around it again once they got the ball back, a 78-yard touchdown. Corper was able to get an interception. Then we had a Brady Gooding touchdown grab in about midway through the first quarter. Then another one to start the second quarter from Jack Corper. Then we saw A.J. Hickman come away with an interception. Then we saw Braden Rogo himself go into the end zone for the score. And Damian Brockington added on to his good game with another interception and did that again in the second half as well. Uh, we had the Rogo to Rogo touchdown in the right before we went to the half basically, and then Seitz was able to get it on the score and get that touchdown run, and Brockington again got himself another interception 
for today. And so before we go, of course, we have to uh, big thanks to uh, some of our specialty sponsors, the Ropey Corporation, Harold Florian, a funeral home, Morgan Advanced Materials, Smith Family Foods, Frickers, and Roto-Rooter, and, of course, Jim Fruth for Junch for all sponsoring us today. So now we have to order Frickers player of the game. N- not not much of a discussion. It's Damian Brockington as our Frickers player of the game. And, I mean, when you take your first carry for a touchdown, your second carry for a touchdown, add on some more big runs after that, get some interceptions on defense. I mean, his stats speak for themselves. And usually when we break down the player of the game, we talk about the story of the game. Well, he was There's your story, story. yeah. (laughs) It was one player, and that was Brockington, who carried the load with the Tornadoes today from the beginning of the game. Offensively, just a beast on the ground. Defensively, a ball hawk in the secondary. He was everywhere on the field and very well-deserved. So that'll be our Frickers player of the game. Pick up from the Carol window, dine in, get delivery through DoorDash. Daily specials, of course, all dine in only. Download the Frickers app, find them online, frickers.com, and he will receive some fun bucks to spend at Frickers. So big thanks to everybody for helping us for today's game. Big thanks to Bart Wilson back at the Tri-County Broadcasting Studios. As always, doing the Lord's work. Final score, 49-14. Columbian getting the win over Clyde. I'm a broadcast partner, Pete Seymour. This is Lance Moore signing off for now from Tiffin. We'll be back, we think, around 8 o'clock. Might be back a little sooner because of how quickly this went, but we'll, of course, keep you updated and get on the air when we are able to. And in a little bit, we'll join the start of our game over on our sister station. We have Gibsonburg taking on Lakota. Matt Com and Tom Grind are on the call over at Lakota for that one. Of course, have our NWO Orthopedics Psych-Up show that will be wrapping up shortly. That is currently taking place over on WFOB, so flip over to that one in the interim. But we'll be back shortly in a little bit, about an hour or so for some football at the very least, where we'll have Calvert taking on Margareta. Until then, we'll have some bonus football coming your way here shortly on Classic. It's 96.7 WBBI.